What's good, what's good, people? This is Chris Rivers. And Liza Rios. And this is the Loudspeakers Network production. Yeah. Yo, internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel. Go to getbevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, and get this plush, luxurious shaving system designed specifically for people with coarse, curly hair. Black people do very well with Bevel. Go to getbevel.com, COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, for 20% off all your purchases. And now back to the show. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Chia. Yo, what's up, Pete? What's going on, Combat? Oh, uh, man, it's the summertime. Mm-hmm. The weather's great. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm, you ain't wearing no jorts. I'm wearing them every day. <laughs> stop, stop with this shit. Hey, Pete, let me ask you something. Yeah. How old are you? Um, I'm old. Why are you so concerned with what I wear? Well, it's not that I'm concerned with what you wear. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. You, you're tweeting. You're Instagramming. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so obsessed with, with what I'm wearing. As, no. Y- you are. I don't want you wearing jorts because Why it's not don't a good you, wait, look wait, wait, for wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. It's not listen, a good listen, look for you. Listen, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable in myself. I respect that. I'm very comfortable with what I wear. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable with how I carry myself. Isn't that the sign of a true man? Yeah, but jorts, so, 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 jorts who, are fucking it up for you. So who is another man to be so concerned with what I'm doing? You know what it is? I consider you my man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've we, we done a lot of things together. Pause, right. if needed. Yeah. <laughs> and I see you out there, yeah. you know, talking about that you curated these Japanese denim mm-hmm. and cut them up with a Ginsu knife in yes. the bathtub. Yes. And I see you out here with 16 cuffs on. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. it's not a good look. Like, I'm just. But, I'm but, the if, I, but if, if I'm your man mm-hmm. and I, I'm telling you I got this, mm-hmm. what, is, what does a true friend do? I got to tell you again. If you got a booger on your nose, I, 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 I got to let you know. I said, if, as, if your friend tells you, I got this, mm-hmm. what does a true friend do? Believes in him. Thank you. But at the same time, let him know. But hold on, hold on. I want to tell you this. Yeah. There's many people, when people get into a, a statue of uh, doing things, people respect A statue them. of doing things. Yeah. What's a statue well, of doing more, things? Well, how about when they get to a point in their life where they're doing a lot of things, right. people are afraid to tell them something. Okay. People like So, so you're g- keeping it real with me. I always have. Yes, you I are. always have yes. kept it real yes, true. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I just feel like like I'm the type of dude that if you had a booger in your nose, I'm going to let you know. Right. Yeah. You know, and just because I don't- But jorts are not a booger. Jorts are the biggest booger. Jo- <laughs> a booger is in- unintentional. I'm wearing my jorts- because it's intentional. Okay, so then if you're going to wear them, right? Yes. Don't say you're bringing them back. Well, I... I Just I, wear them for I, yourself. I was then. talking about them since last year <laughs> when nobody was wearing them because I wanted to know where did they go and who made that decision and how superfluous fashion is. I just feel like jorts are for, like, tourists. No, know, but... but for, like, old but, men but going but, to but, wa- but, like CVS. But, but the ones you're putting up on Instagram, the <laughs> ones of other people, are tourist shorts. Right? Yeah. The ones Tur- you have are... Tourists are not wearing Japanese denims. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Are you styling so, them? So what's... what's, what's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't be so concerned with what I do. I'm good. Okay. All right? Don't wear no jorts no more. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> Hashtag no jorts. I'm gonna internets. continue wearing them jorts back. I love listen, you, brother, but no jorts. Listen, we got a very special episode today. Um, You know, one of the greatest MCs. It's been 15 years since he's passed away. 
And I and I want to talk to these people about, you know, the legacy he left with them, the impact that he had on his life. And also, you know, why is it that when we when we when we talk about big pun, Christopher Rios, when we talk about him, we all acknowledge how great he is. But his name barely comes up in terms of the greatest MCs of all time. Listen, this is with great pleasure that I welcome to the Combat Jack show, Liza Rios. And Christopher Rivers, right? Uh, yeah, I mean Rivers. Chris, 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 Chris Rivers. Chris Rivers. There Chris we go. Rivers. Yeah. No, no more little pun. No more no, baby pun. No, no, no. No, no listen, guys. Welcome Thank to the Combat you. Jack Show. Oh man, you, you know I feel welcome. Now, now, now we've Liza. We've had some not indirect. Not, you, I remember a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you came out and you were talking about you know, royalties that were owed to you. Mm-hmm. You know, with regard to the records sold and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an attorney. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, coming from the music industry, particularly in the 90s, right. I know that, you know, you've had, we've had artists that have sold a million records or, or two million records or three million records. Right. But that didn't always necessarily mean that there was royalties there. Right. So I wrote down a whole, and it wasn't necessarily a shot at you. Mm-hmm. It was just my legal mind just anal- analyzing mm-hmm. the deal. Right. And you read it. Right. When you read it, what would you think? Oh, I read it and I acknowledge and I understand and I just keep it moving. I don't really, you know, make it a part of my life or anything right. like that, but I respect your opinion. Right. You know, but at the same time, I know, I know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So. So how you guys been? Oh, man. I mean, I, I, I really can't complain. I mean, I could, but it it, it wouldn't be uh, it, it wouldn't be wise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen you now. You're all over the place, man. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. I, I got shadow clones and shit. Yeah, definitely. you got clones. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm Yo, everywhere but, I but, but you're doing, <laughs> but, that, but that means that you're doing the work. Yes, yes. That, that means that you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. If like even in my consciousness, yeah, I'm hearing you doing freestyles. Yep. And videos, and and do you just drop the mixtape, right? Uh, no. I mean, we we coming out with one soon called MC within the next couple of months. Okay. And we won the Land of Misery one and two. They're both free download on datpiff.com. Did you re? Did they were they reissued recently? Um, no, 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 no. We got we got the we got the Good King EP. Um, they they weren't reissued. No, I mean, uh, we we probably been uh, shooting a lot of vi- uh, videos off of them lately and re-promoting them and stuff like that but uh i don't don't believe they're reissued but yeah i mean this is a this is an age of the fickle consumer so yeah we're trying to stay as uh in their face as possible you you gotta you know (laughs) yeah you know saying because i i um i think every kid in the world probably got add now or something like because i i can't i could barely focus so if i could is that crazy yeah is that crazy yeah yeah, like, like, like I think I could focus, but because of phones right now, it's yeah, so no difficult. technology. Yeah, it's technology. It yeah. detaches yeah. you from 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 the reality and the world. And, yeah. and yeah, it, but it, even, it even has affected older people. I mean, yeah, even, no. like I, I tell combat all the time, I need to learn how to spend more time off the phone than yeah. on the phone. Yeah, you know? yo, it, isn't it crazy that like if your phone's gone or you're missing it for a day, you feel so yeah. so obsolete or out of yeah. the way? But there was a point in your life where you survived for. Actually, long periods of time. Actually, when I don't have my phone around me, feel free. I feel free, like, man. Icarus. And sometimes I just put my phone away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to my phone for the next four hours. Yeah. And it, it's just so liberating because I feel like this thing is is like a yeah. jail. It's like it's like it is. it's I, like I'm, a chip. I, it's actually hard for you know me to get yeah. into it. Like I'm I'm really bad with this, and people but like I, I'm I'm horrible at answering back and and social. Like I'm horrible with it because I just like 
I just can't get into it. Like, I hate talking on the phone. Like, right. and, I, and I'm blessed in that sense because a lot of people got a lot of side effects from that. They, they they got something called text neck now or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Nah, I'm not. When when uh when uh I don't know if it deserves a pause or needs one, but yeah. Um, but um, I was gonna say, Justin, you guys case. um, no text neck is basically like you know when people are on their phone and when they you looking put this down text for on long, your neck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they put the tech on your neck, but uh, when but when nah, but when you when you oh look, it's a sickness. When you, no, when you look down it's for too yeah. Now, now that that constant looking down, it, it messes with your spine. In your brain, you get headaches, and it's that's crazy. I, 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 that's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, but I gotta be in people's faces, man. That's. <laughs> I tell you, I would tell, I would tell a girl to give me some text neck. Yeah, right? there you like, go. That right? Sounds like you know, hey girl, yeah, give me some text. Yeah, neck, right? yeah. If you can get neck over text, it's <laughs> it, the, the Netflix thing is over. Yo, yo, Liza, can you believe it's been fifteen years? Yes, since the passing no. of Pun. Yeah, it's it's and when looking back, it's like wow, fifteen years. But yeah, it's it's a little surreal. You know, it's amazing when, when, when somebody really has an impact on your life, though. Um, and I've experienced that with the passing of my father-in-law. It's like they never left. It's mm-hmm. like they're not here, but they never left because they made such an impact. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's physically he's not here, but spiritually he's around. The fact with the three kids and my grandson is like I see him always in the kids. And just um, the constant love, like... It always seems to amaze me how much love he gets. You know what I'm saying? Because I be in my little bubble, but to see how many people give me so much love off of him, you know, it's, it's definitely amazing. How did you meet Pun? How did I meet him? We was in, in the same junior high school. Junior high school. In, in the Bronx, we went to the same junior high school. Um, he got left back in the eighth grade, so I was in the seventh grade, so I was able to catch up. And it was in the eighth grade, and he asked me out. He was annoying. Um, I wasn't into dating. I was 14, never had a boyfriend. I was like a late bloomer. And, um, he was stressing, um, one of my best friends to, to, to hook it up, you know, and, and she put our friendship on the line. I was like, all right, you know, let me do it. You know, I figure a week, you know what I'm saying? Don't lose her friendship, please. You know, the situation and that's it. But, um, we met up, you know, um, that, that's really young. Yeah, we was really young. He, we was, he was 15. I was 14. And, and you come from a very strict family no no well you're pentecostal (laughs) (laughs) pentecostal is is, that ain't strict uh yeah mama's kind of strict well she's 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 good now but yeah the pentecostal was a situation where my mom you know found god in the pentecostal church and she was really um head to toe in it you know no you know no pants no makeup you know that and my sister too but for me, she she allowed me to still be myself and with a little freedom. So I did have to go to church Tuesday and something like four days out the week. But um, I was telling her I, I I would not stop wearing pants. Right. Certain things, you know that you know. So she let me rock with that. But how does she feel about the the face piercings right now? She 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 loves my way of being um, with the tattoos right. and the piercings. Um, I've had several piercings and she thinks I'm brave. So I wish I could do that type of stuff. So she. She even got a tattoo for, in, in honor of her kids. Really, a few years, which is which is in that kind of like yeah, was being 60, real she, liberal as a Pentecostal. I mean, she's not, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, like okay. she stopped doing she that. Stopped. Yeah, for years. Like she was doing the Pentecostal for right. years, and then she kind of like Eased woke up, up a right, little bit, right, right. and you know, and she, you know, not going to church as much, but she's still a believer. And but the whole Pentecostal situation was was done with. And then I left my house at 17. So yo, wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen. You don't hear these stories of. Of, of of puppy love anymore. Yeah. Of, of like people yeah. who meet each other and at junior such a high young, they've been high school sweethearts. Junior, junior high school, high school sweethearts. Um <laughs> where would y'all go? Like y'all y'all didn't even have no first dates. No, y'all was that, too young our for first, first date, dates. our first date was um 
it was a lot was you know doing school because that's where we meet. But our first day, I remember he told me to catch the twenty seven bus out. We met all the way at the last bus out, just by Soundview. So I just got off the bus and we just walked to the end by where the water is at. And, was it so romantic? And yeah, you it, so was, romantic? it was. You know, and you know, and did the making out and all that stuff. And, and was funny. I made there, mom? No, not no, yet. No, you, <laughs> wasn't. You, 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 you were too after. Yeah, you yeah, wasn't. Right? You wasn't there. And then um, we ended up coming back to the crib and we ended up falling asleep on the stoop right. at my house. And my mom came up frantic, thinking like, "Where the hell was I at?" And we were both there, so she told him to come and spend the night. So the, our first day, oh, that's crazy! We spent the night. Yeah, we was in separate rooms. Though, right, right. Yeah. No, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, how do you know? Like, you know, when when you go back to fourteen, how do you know a relationship is real? You don't. I I don't know. I mean, for me, I I waited like three years, right. like to to give it up. So for me, I was like, I had to know you, that. You, you mind us talking like like this? No, oh, oh man. Okay. No, no. We yeah. Uh, yeah, so. we we good. <laughs> now, so <laughs> you 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 like you knew that you wanted to give it up to to to, to pun after three years. After three, years. it took three years. It took that for me to know that. That he really loved me and this was the man that was, was going to marry. Was he really trying to get it? For, yeah, at times he was. But for me, it was important <laughs> for me to marry a virgin. You right. know what I'm saying? I still had a lot of respect for God. I didn't want to, you know, that was big on me. So once I knew that I was going to marry this man that I really knew, then I Yo, gave it up like a few months before I got married. That's crazy. Now, I read that when you was when you was still, though. On his birthday, you was trying to give. Oh yeah, that was that was that early. was, that was yeah, early. that was an early, that was early yeah, that, birthday gift. That was an early birthday gift. We started dating in April of eighty seven, and his birthday is November tenth. So I was like, hey, you know what? He's been pressing for it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? It's been three Let me years. give this nigga a little ass, whatever. So it was birthday. We tried to do it, and he came. My mom would get up real early to work. She's a right. single mom. Be out the house by five in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So it would be up to us to get up and you know get ready to school and you know start our day. So we already set it up for him to come in the morning when she was already ah. gone. So that morning he came and you know Fresh we tried and we kissed and underwear and that morning and we, breath and we trying to get it. You know he getting it up. And Were you nervous? Trying. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was nervous, but I felt confident. I, was, I felt comfortable. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you know we was gonna do it in my mind, but then he was, was nervous. He was. He was, couldn't was get he, it up. Was he a virgion? No, he was oh, not a virgin. Okay. But I think for, how, how for him, he wasn't a virgin because he told me he okay. wasn't. I already but, knew he wasn't a virgin, but I was but like, lies, first no, girl. at that age, boys lie on their pee pee. No, no, he wasn't a virgin because he was. <laughs> no, he was. He had sex early on in age okay. and early on, and it was and when he was used to um sell drugs in the street, and he should just. Like fuck whatever you know, if, you and know. he was smooth. He the yeah, way, so, he knew how to talk to the ladies. So wait, wait, wait. He was, would fuck whoever what? I mean, like people, you know, like women, like grow, like older women. It wasn't uh, really or just a right. you know a chick just a fuck whatever. But he never really had a girlfriend, right? And so, so I was like his first like real girlfriend. But, but you knew he was fucking other people. Well, I knew I knew he wasn't a virgin, but at that time of fourteen, I'm not really going into details. Like, right. but who you fucking and who's right. this yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I, that's I knew, more like a sixteen-year-old conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I knew he said <laughs> somewhere where he had a friend of his mother's that you know did something or wanted to. You know what I'm saying? So shit like that, like you know, maybe the, somebody wanted some crack and like, hey, blow me off. Like, right. I don't fucking know. Right. And I didn't ask the details. Um. So yo, this is crazy. somebody wanted some crack. So so. <laughs> This this time that he got busted, y'all got I, busted. we got busted. Y'all, y'all got busted. I got busted because it didn't happen that day. You know what I'm saying? His shit was limp. He was nervous. The most we Whoa. did was ended up taking a shower. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote him a letter that that night, and then my mom that morning, she never goes through our stuff. And that morning she decided that she needed a piece of paper, so she went through my notebook and saw <coughs> the letter. 
So that morning showed me about four o'clock stress. Like, you know, it wasn't really about the shower. It was like, oh, you know, in the letter it stated that we was trying to be sexual. It was going to happen or so for her, she thought I lost it, but I was like, no, it was just a tip. It didn't go in, and <laughs> you know, it was, and you know, we just took a shower. But she didn't want to hear it, so she was like, she sent you away. Yeah, so she ended up sending me away. He was, because the threat was for them to take us to West Bubble Fuck and marry us, or f- marry us off. So he oh, was cool with it. He was cool to get married. I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to get married at fourteen. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, then they ended up sending me to, um to Long Island for like a year and a half. What's in Long Island? My dad. Okay. <laughs> That's who's in Long how, Island. Now, how was your dad? Uh, he was not happy. I got a straight left jaw, a hook to the jaw to the face. Really? Yeah, he was tired. First time I ever got hit in my life, and. It was a long, it was the longest ride from the Bronx to Long Island that night. And I sat in the back and he had like the old school Cadillac. So it was like, like if I was on the bus and he was over in the front and got to the house. And you and, knew you was in trouble. And, oh yeah. Hell and yeah, were I was you mad trouble. at your moms for like mommy? No, I wasn't. Just... I was, I was never mad at my mom. I understood her position as a parent. You know what I'm saying? I understood what we was doing. So I wasn't mad at her. I knew it was busted, but it was like, I was more mad at the fact that I had to leave and live, live with my dad. Right. You know, being away from my mom, living with my stepmom, you know, in Long Island, like, I was not happy. You didn't get along with your son? I didn't get along with my stepmom. My, me and my dad didn't have a great relationship, so it was just hell for me out there. And, and at that age, Pun is in the Bronx. You in Long he might as Pun well. Pun is in the Bronx. Pun, I got sent away to my dad's, but then Pun got thrown out his mom's house because he didn't want to sell him more drugs. Right. And then my mom felt bad for him and took him in. So now my wait, mom... Wait, wait, what kind of craziness is going on? Yeah, so now my mom takes him in, and then I'm stuck in Long Island, and we still separated. And then after that, after my dad realized, he said that God told him, realized that this was going to be the man. So he tried to help him out. Wait, like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You're moving too fast. <laughs> Pun is living in your house. Yes, because he got kicked out of his crib. And how pissed off are you? I wasn't pissed off at all. I was, I was, I was still pissed off that I was there in right. Long Island, but not pissed that you wasn't pissed he was at in my mom's in house because he was in the street. He right. had no place to live, so right. my mom did the kind thing and felt bad and took him in. Did you feel like you know what? At least I got a beat on him because he's in my house. Well, not really because it was like we had no communication, right. and then my my father had the house rigged, the phone. He had the little so case. He had the little key. So on in the case phone. if if he did call, if I did have a conversation or try to call out, he could hear the conversation because right. there was no trust. So how did y'all communicate? There was no communication. Pay phones. There was nothing. He remember calling me one Beepers. time. I remember him calling one time. He found my dad's number. He called, but my mom had warned me that it was being recorded. So the whole conversation, I was a little standoff and told him I didn't love him. I didn't want to be with him because this, I had no this, choice. This is some Romeo and Juliet shit. Yeah, it is kind of. This, so so you're, you're away for a year. And then your father says. Then my father says, while in that process, he says that he feels like he's going to be my husband and he's going to be the man. So then my father would. What? Did your father know him? Yeah, my father met him and my father would go to my mom's house and give him money to make sure he go to school and stuff like that. So they were like taking care of him, trying to take care and put him on the right path. Then eventually my mom had to go on a vacation and um, my sister is, a, is, a, is like six years older than me. Um, so she didn't want to stay in the house with, with Pun by herself because right. she don't know really this she kid. Know, right. And Pun is really 15, but he looked like he's 25. Tall dude. He was tall. say tall, got hair, you know, big, you know, got facial hair. Right. So he looked like a grown man. So she like, she didn't feel comfortable. So then my mom had to tell him to go somewhere else. So then he just bounced around from family to family for a while. That's And so he got back with his mom and it's just a whole. How did y'all reunite? We reunited because once I got back from Long Island, my mom kept in touch with him even after he left. Um, he would come over and because my dad had a, a, a security business 
and my mom worked as a secretary, so he would come over. My mom would have him come over to clean up the office. So they established and they kept the relationship themselves. Right. So once I came back from Long Island, my mom gave him gave me his number and was like, "Yo, call Chris, call Chris." I'm like. I ain't calling this dude. Like, I just got back. Yeah, I don't yeah, want no yeah, problems. Right, right. So, you know, I, I had to get a job and support myself. So I was just concentrating working, and that was it. Were you over him, though, at um, this point? I, I was. I, I didn't know what to... I, I, I didn't know what I felt. You're I just so felt young. Like, yeah, I was so young. I didn't know what I felt. Thinking back now, I don't know if I felt like I was over him. I was more, like, concerned, like... I'm back in the Bronx. I'm with my mom. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Be sent away. So I'm just going to be on the straight path and do and, what I got to do. And, and you, when you were in Long Island, did you have any other crushes? No. Really? No. There was this one guy that liked me, and, and at the end, it was the last day of school, and I let him kiss me, and it was, like, the worst situation for me. I was like, uh, I was like, the way he kissed was different. I was already used to kissing, like, with my husband, with, with, with Pun. Your boy. that was the first right. time I kissed, so right. I kissed the way he kissed. Right, right. So this dude did some other shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I closed the door, and that was <laughs> I had never seen him again. You know, this is <laughs> such a unique story, man. This is, and I, I, I pardon me, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to sound biased yeah. or, 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 or racist or anything, but is this like how certain Latino families operate? Like they, they, they know the boyfriend and it's like, you know what, we're going to police this. But you guys, I could see you guys getting together. Well, they, yeah, they kind of police in a way, but maybe they kind of probably did it. They could have probably did it in a different way, but they did at some point, but then from there, it was at some point we were together, there was no support. Like, right. my dad didn't want me together. My mom, after my mom stressed me to call him, and finally when I made that call, we was on the payphone, like, for I don't know how many hours, and when we met, like, two days later, we were together all the time. So right. now she has a problem with it. Now, now, now you're together, back together. Now she has a problem with it. I found out uh, about two months ago, speaking to my dad, because we established our relationship, I found out that, because my dad cut ties off of me after that, all of that, because... He felt that um, he was out, that he was I wasn't gonna be safe with him. That right. wasn't a good choice because he so, was a street guy. Yeah, for whatever reason, as his dad as an intuition didn't feel that I was gonna be safe with him. So when he approached my mom, he told her that and said he was done and he cut the tides. And then you know um, she was giving me a hard time. You know what I'm saying? I knew she was giving me a hard time about you know now I got a curfew and she was giving me ultimatums. Yeah, Did I right. leave him or marry him? So it was just one Damn. day. Yeah, so it was one day, you know. At, at, at 15? At 17. At 17, marry him or, or... Or leave. Or leave. They were really worried about... My mom was really worried about premarital sex because right. she was still, you know, Pentecostal you know and stuff. When and, was the first time? So then the first time that we gave it up was um, January 17th. What year? It was 1990. Wow. It was a few months before. And then right after that, I got pregnant in February. You got pregnant that time? Yeah. No, Would I didn't get pregnant that time. Right, it right. was in, in February I got pregnant. It was like a... Valentine pregnancy. <laughs> okay, so listen, like the, the the very first time y'all tried, it didn't work out. Uh-huh. How was the first time? The first time it was dope. Like he was, um, he used to sing that song. I forgot that the person yeah. sings. Um, um, I'll be gentle. Oh, oh, Luther Vandross. No, I'll no, be very I'm in the days. I'm so confused. That's so. But it was. It's, it's it's a song about like your first time. Right. You know what I'm saying. So, um, I was nervous and and I knew he was well endowed and and it was my first time and. But it was nice. We we got a little spot at the Ooh, at the little whole spot of the block. Stay. Like the short stay, exactly. So he took his time. He took that whole time to get in, and, and it was romantic. It was and yeah, we, the, the music playing and stuff. And then after that, I was just nervous as hell because I was going home. 
and I had to see my mom. Right. And I'm, you thought she would know. Yeah, of course. I'm thinking like, you know, you, you I got that smell all in my I'm head. I'm not a virgin no more. I'm walking up before. I'm like, yo, can you see a gap? Can you see? Can you do? Does it look like that? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So you got pregnant. I got pregnant like within, um, in February. In February. Yeah. And then, that one, I conceived her. I conceived star in the back of um, Monroe, College, Monroe High School. That really? Was, uh, yeah. Your water broke in back of the high no, school? No, no, I, I conceived Oh, you her. conceived? Yeah. Damn. Was, so you Because we had, we had hotels and we would go to stuff, but then after a while, like, we young, like, we're, how the fuck we pay for hotels? And right. I would never bring them to my mom's house. I'm right. like, that's not. Right. And, and he didn't have a And home. we did it one time in his grandma's house, and then it was time he had no home. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we was like, you know, the the back of the bleachers, it was down the stairs. Damn. We had the, the big. Y'all had blankets? Y'all had no, bl- we had the the big fur, uh, like the like the North Face. Like North the Face, ass. okay. <laughs> Coast with the hoods, we laid that down. So your your first child, did you call it North Face? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Y'all were like bleacher creatures back there. Yo, this is crazy. So so you get pregnant. What happens? I got pregnant, and um, I shortly after that, I remember Pon being really broke, and he called um the family lawyer, his family lawyer, and he was like um he was broke, he was trying to borrow some money, and the lawyer was like, oh my god, Chris, we've been I've been looking for you. Finally, won this lawsuit. So that's when he got awarded a uh, half a million dollars. What was the lawsuit? The lawsuit was um he was young. He was like five, four or five years old. And he was climbing a building in Manhattan somewhere. It was like Clinton Towers. And they was doing construction. But it wasn't properly um, closed Secluded, off. right. So he was able to climb up like a, up to like three stories. Right. And he fell. He fell. So when he fell, he fell. And he landed on his face first. Which if you realize, you see Pony got like this. This skin is like different here. Like right. he broke his cheekbone. And when his leg landed... His ankle came off his leg, ah. so they had a, a doctor from India come. He came to out reattach his, his to, yeah, to reattach the, that leg. Does anybody that. notice? I don't know. Then they they talked about, it, but it's not. I never really got into detail with right. it. Then he had a lot of wires, and they took a bone from back here to put in his his really? ankle. He wasn't really supposed to walk or walk bad or not run, but he he proved them all wrong. He was running and jumping and dunking, and so he gets this call. He calls these. So people. he calls. He calls, and the lawyer finally says, "Yeah, we got this money." He says, "Oh my god!" So he finally goes, and it was a hundred thousand dollars up front, and then it was eighteen hundred dollars for amount of like annuity for ten years, and then the year two thousand was to get two hundred uh, another hundred thousand. So he was hyped. So he went, and it was just like, you know. So um, y'all was living the so, life, yeah, kind of without a deal, kind of. Yeah, he we we already had money at seventeen, eighteen. He already had money. Um, one day riding on the train, my mom was giving me a lot of hard time. I knew I was pregnant, and he just came out of nowhere. He said, yo, you want to get an apartment? And I said, yeah, fuck it. Let's get an apartment. So that same day, we went to um, the realtor. We were so stupid back then because even though we had this curfew, we had a lot of money, and we trusted the realtor, like, we got to get this apartment today because, you know, he didn't want me to be in the street when right. we could have just got a hotel room. Right, but, right, 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 right. But, yeah, we got the place that night, and we stood in a hotel that night because there was no electricity, and my mom, you know, she, you know, she was tired the next day I went home. And um, she was living, had the, the vein in the front. and Scanners. Yeah, he told me. He was like, you know what you're going to tell? He said, you're going to look at your watch. You're going to tell her, oh, I guess I passed. I said, oh, man, I passed my curfew. I'll come back for the rest of my shit. So that's <laughs> so that's the line I threw at her. Right. I didn't curse, though, but so which, I was tired. I went in. She was tight. I said, wow, I, I guess I passed my curfew. I guess I got to go. So I went to my room. I took a boot bag with some stuff, and I left, and I said, I'll be back next week for the rest of my stuff. So I basically took my clothes. I left all my furniture. I left everything behind. I just took my clothes. And and, and that was it? Yeah, she was tight. And uh, she called me up, said she didn't want to speak to me. She was upset. So that lasted for a few months. Then he popped the question like in May. 
And from there, I had to call my parents. He proposed to you. He proposed to me. How, yeah. how, how did he propose? It was you? damn. Um, it was it it was it was in our apartment. You know, um, I forgot he said something sweet. So it wasn't nothing crazy, but you know, the words were in place, and he just pulled out the box, and and you know, I mean, we already knew he was gonna get married, right. so it, you know, so he pulled out a nice ring, and then I had to make the dread call and call my parents just to let them know I was getting married because I needed their signature because right. I was still a minor. Still a minor. So then, uh, so I had to call my parents. Like, I want to get married. I need your signature. So we ended up marrying in the county courthouse because nice. even though we had money for a wedding, but who the fuck we gonna invite? Like, nobody right. wanted us to get married. Right. You know what I'm saying? No friends. It was it was y'all against the world. Yeah, exactly. When y'all when, so, when y'all won that lawsuit, you know, um, well, when Pum won yeah. the lawsuit, you know, he was struggling since a kid. You know, yeah. sleeping on people's couches, sleeping from different houses. What are some of the things that he did? When he got that money, like, you know. Oh, man, it was, he 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 went crazy. You give a kid in the hood with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that had nothing, like you said, and had no kind of guidance. He, he was no going by No financial guidance. Yeah, no financial. So we, we was looking like twins. He went, went the gear up, you know what I'm saying, all the gears. What, what gear was y'all wearing? It was, we was wearing Nordica. We was wearing Gap stuff back then, you know. So Tommy whatever Hill, that was, was y'all Tommy wearing Hill, Tommy Hill? Was Ralph? Like, was it Tommy, Ralph? Ralph, we was all <laughs> the polos. We had all that, you know. He had the big fat rope Sherilyn. chain that had the little rope chain, you know, had the big name ring. So he did it all up like Where that. Where y'all eating? Where y'all eating? Um, we ate a lot of the hood. We wasn't going nothing crazy, really? five star shit, like straight up in the hood, just you know, just eating the hood. You know, we ate a lot of Benig- um Ben um Benigans. 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 Benigans back in the day, Benigans. IHOP was a big thing. Yeah. No vacations? Yeah, we was no. No tra- y'all stayed in the hood. Yeah, we y'all, stayed. Y'all was like 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 yeah. hood rich. Yeah, it was right. yeah, rich. So basically, um, he took a lot of his friends out. So he was very generous with his stuff. Then we ended up moving to Florida within that year. Y'all moved than, to Florida. We ended up moving to Florida for a few months. Where? Um, to Miami, and we had to come back because he was homesick. Wait, how and was how was Miami though? It was it was not for us. It, right. He was homesick. You know, he had his family out there. He moved out there. His mom was stressing him, like family stressing him. You know, money and situation and. And he was homesick, so he ended up coming back to the to the we ended up coming back to the Bronx, but we was broke as fuck. We ended Y'all up ran coming, through it. Y'all yeah, ran. we was in we was in a two bedroom condo in Miami. You know what I'm saying? And he right here buying a Porsche and all this shit. Next thing you know, we coming back to New York with nothing, living in the furnace room. How did that shit feel? And I wasn't I didn't even give birth yet. Like, how did that <laughs> shit feel when y'all ran out of money? For me, I never got really stressed about it. It was just something you adapt to. You just you know do what you got to do. I had him, so it didn't matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was, I, I had him, so it didn't matter where we went, how much we had or we didn't have. We were surviving. It was us against the world, so. Yo, Internets, this segment of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Ewing Athletics. Pete, you know what it is, man. You from New York. Most Pat definitely. Ewing represented the Knicks. And ever since Pat Ewing has been gone, the Knicks have not been that team. And I think it was in the shoe. I think so, too. You know, we've been very fortunate, man, to be dealing with Ewing Athletics right now. There's a release on 717? Yeah, they July got... July 17, what they They're bringing back the lows, the 33 lows in white with the gum bottom, the navy in white, and uh, listen, you know, 717, you com. You, you, see, you, you see what Fab is doing? They got Fabulous and Tiana I, Taylor I, I love rocking these, these Ewings? Yeah, they got the, the Gucci colorway by Fab, the, the gold one by Tiana was beautiful. Yo, you know, even like, uh, even Charlemagne, our friend, yeah. always wearing Ewings. Yo, internets, I'm an old school cat, and, and there's very few shoes that bring back nostalgia like the Ewing Athletics. If you want to know where to cop these shoes, go to EwingAthletics.com. Tell them the Combat Jack Show and Premium Pete sent you. Stop playing around and represent your legacy. We out. Cheer. And now back to the show. You know, this This is an amazing story, but you hear 
you know, about like we had a uh, who kid on, on the show a couple mm-hmm. uh, last year and who kid tells us this story about how pun on the streets was not somebody that you fucked with. Yeah. Did you know that he was that dude on the street? Not when I met him. You didn't. And I don't think he was probably that dude when I really met him. Right. You know, he was 15. It takes, you know, after a while he, you know, getting into his, you know, going into his manhood or whatever. Then, yeah, you know, he definitely became that person that you didn't want to deal with. But he, at the time, as y'all, as y'all are this, this young and y'all establishing your life and your family, was he the type of guy? He was still in the streets, though, right? He was in the street when I met him, and he was doing shit. But for me, I was like, that shit can't come to the house. Right. And then he so, got the money. So he got the money he early chilled. on. And he chilled. He wasn't really doing shit in the street. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, I didn't want to be a part of that. So he didn't really bring that to the house. And since we had the money, he was fortunate not to have to be slinging in the street doing nothing illegal. You know what and saying? then when the money ran and out. And he was on probation, too. So he just right. got off of that. So, you know, then once the money... the the money right now, you know, we were still getting eighteen hundred dollars a month, right? You know which is which so is, that was still holding us. In the nineties, that's that's yeah, well, yeah. So we still all right. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, he was really bad with money because um he was sometimes borrow money against what his lawyer had to pay back on. So we was always you know we were struggling here and there, but it was, um, it was still, we were still we was all right. You right. know, we we moved around a lot. You know, um then shortly after that, before the year two thousand, we was getting the other hundred thousand dollars. That's when he was he um he sold his annuity I think even before that like right. you know you get sold annuity check you get a lump sum lump sum right so he's like fuck that I want my money so he now was, so y'all so y'all were good so yeah we was alright for a young couple mm-hmm. um when you know I've also read that 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 uh pun came from a very very tough environment mm-hmm. um he was abused by his mom yeah stepdad really and the mom too his mom you know um after she after his mom left his dad. Um, he she met her new husband and yeah he was a war vet and you know he was on drugs and introduced her on drugs and she you know became they both became addicts and he would go the stepfather would go through his you know cycle changes and 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 he would get abused. Did did he tell did did he share this with you? Uh yeah he shared a lot of detailed stories. Right yeah and and when you know when the relationship is young you know it's like it's y'all against the world. And y'all are there to protect each other. Mm. When did that start changing? Like, when did he start bringing the violence home? Oh, well, yeah. Um, like, I knew about it, but I didn't really know exactly when we first met. It, eventually, as we got to know each other, I knew. And then I still didn't know how how that was going to affect his life. But it, it honestly, it, as soon as I moved out and I came into his and we was living together, shortly weeks after that, it was the first blow. You know what I'm saying? So I put it this way. We went to get a marriage license and I had a black eye. Right. So the first time you get hit. Yeah. That was like the first time. What What's going through your so, mind? So, you know, like, prior this, to that, we, we got an argument. He pushed me. That right. was like the first instance. Right. Him pushed me until the gate and I was crying. He was leaving because he found, you know, he knew about the guy that I kissed on Long Island. Right. So he was making a big stick. And I'm like, but you fucking bitches left and right over here, supposedly. But you mad because I kissed this one dude on Long Island. But... So, you know, and me at that time, you're like, I'm crying, hysterical, don't leave and all this shit. And then um, then once we're back together and we're living together, um, he got upset. Um, he got upset. We had broke up for a short time when we was in high school, when I was in high school, because he was in high school, when I was in high school. And there was a kid around the way that we just had Chinese food together. We went and got Chinese food. You I brought him upstairs. I brought him upstairs. I brought him upstairs. And we had Chinese, but my mom, my aunt, everybody was there. So it wasn't right. lying. Came down and said, oh, I see you. Boom. And that was it. So he found out how. I don't know. So then eventually one day he tells me to come down the block from our, where we was living at. 
So when I come to the end of the block, that dude is with him. So he put it, and then from there he came and he slapped me in the street, you know, and I was like, and then from there it progressed. And I remember just going to getting the marriage license with the black eye, like, but when, something's wrong here. When, when he's hit, like, you don't, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And we come from these communities where we don't necessarily know sometimes what's acceptable and what's not mm-hmm. in a relationship. Did you feel trapped or was the love so... At first, over- I didn't understand. At first, when it happened, the incident, it was right after he... Be- is is a, is a process. They become apologetic, very apologetic at first. I'm so sorry. You know, it's never going to happen again. So you love him so much that you believe that and you want to believe it. So and he you probably believe means it. it. Yeah, he probably... Yeah, and I'm sure he did mean it. You know what I'm saying? But then over time, it happens again, it happens again. So then... Over time, it's like, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm doing this, never happened again. Then it's like, oh, my God, you know, you're making me do this. It starts changing. It becomes and your then, fault. And then, then it becomes my and fault. And do you believe and that? And then it becomes... Do you believe that it's your fault? Um, Over years of that that verbal abuse, there's a lot of things that I... It took 15 years for me to let go and get rid of because you still hear the voice. You still hear the down talk. You still hear, you know, there was a time in my life that we didn't even speak, like, have conversations like a couple would because... You get tired of someone telling you that everything you you stupid or so you fucking stupid bitch shut the fuck up. So after that you you don't speak because everything that's coming out of my mouth is gonna be stupid. So right. there was and no conversation, avoid- there was no dialogue with right. us other than you got to do this or so this person just instructions of do this do that. Or this you know it's never like sitting back and talk about shit like we used to back in the day. Right. And you don't have anybody that's like friends that could really no. What that type of when you're in that type of relationship is a control it's relationship. Just it's just y'all. There's there's no there's no there's no there's no freedom. I had no freedom to go and have girlfriends. I wasn't allowed to have girlfriends because girlfriends, you know, he can't trust girlfriends. They girlfriends put, putting I, your things in your yep, man. Yep. I wasn't allowed to watch talk shows really? because talk shows could give me an idea of so he was of, of, of life of like this is not how life is right. supposed to be. Right. Anything to not get me up to speed of that this is not supposed to be this way. So it, it, it's, it's, this is crazy because you're living in this environment. You, you're starting to have children. When is the when does he start talking about rap, though? Like, when is he talking about... It was about- right after I had my first daughter. She was right. a year. It was bef- yeah, it was just she was just a year, and he comes home one day and says, you know, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm like, all right. I didn't really know what that entailed or what it because was. Because you didn't really know about... I didn't know a lot about music because a whole lot of the years I was stuck in church. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know much about music or rap or whatever. He You didn't know anything about rap at all? Not not really, no. He was the one that introduced it me to like the Big Daddy music King. To you? And I didn't... Listen, my, we couldn't, I didn't listen to no music. We had one radio in my mom's house. And when I would come home from school, I would be... I would put like... Kiss FM because back in the day it was because, and one day I forgot to change the dial back to uh, ten ten, and my mom or my sister they crazy glued the dial, uh, so that was like that. So that shot like I was totally music yo, and that's movies. Dope. The crazy glue on the radio, on the dial. That's so, so it was like, serious. You so are locked with music, in on this dial. So anything had to do with music or Nothing. movies, I was totally out the loop. Wow. So and and that's that kind of also understands why, you know, you put some so much trust in this guy. You really love this guy, and then. As this relationship is turning a different way, that's all you got in a sense. Yeah, that's yeah. all you got. So he's talking about yeah, I'm gonna start rapping, and you're like, okay, because you really didn't yeah. Know. Then he came, he brought on Triple Six and Cuban Link, and they you know formed the the whole um full, full of clips. clips and yeah. Did what'd you think of his rapping? 
Um, I I thought it was good. Like the I remember the first rhymes he wrote. Like it, it was. I always loved this shit. Like at first it was, you know, some things were hard for me to understand. So he would break it down after he break it down. Like, like what? Oh, like what shit. was hard? Like, like like what? Like like some of the vocabulary. He was like he used to tell me, "Say I'm gonna I'm gonna spit the rhyme for you," because he said I had a. He said, you know, you got a basic mind, like vocabulary. Mind. So he went to see if I could understand it that other people, the masses, would understand. And there was a lot of stuff that I didn't understand, but he would break it down. And I'd be like, oh, shit, that shit is dope. But I was, I was the one that encouraged him, like, don't dumb your shit down. Like, be you. Be complicated. Whoever, whoever don't understand, then they'll eventually get it or figure it out. And those who do, do, but don't change. You know, just, you know, just go all out. So, but, um... But I just didn't entail. I didn't know what the whole music industry was going. Right. You know what that was. You had be. no fucking. No, I, clue. all I did was I loved him, and my main thing was to love him unconditionally and love him and accept him for who he was. Because I'm not a type of chick that want to change anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying so. I'm gonna accept you for who you are, the bad, the ugly, and I loved him and I support him. Whichever he wanted, I was there for. Like right. I, I did everything and anything for him. So, so Cuban links. Like you meet him, what would you think? What was your impression? We of him? was young. I was right. like, I was like eighteen. He right. was sixteen years old. Would y'all hang out? With, with... Um, they were always in the crib. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was they were in the crib writing. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, I'm always cooking for everybody and just taking care of everybody. Like that type of relationship. And over the years, they 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 became like brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like they would stay in the house as days at a time. There was times where they even lived with us. You know, everybody lived with us at some point. You so, know. So when does this thing? start changing into a career like when do you realize oh shit yeah, they're they not just it. rapping in the kitchen no more yeah they were doing full, when they did the full of clips and we, they, they started doing shows and stuff right. like that so would that's you go to they, the shows yeah every show and I what was go. the response and the kids to the, what and was the reaction to the shows um the people's crowd at the beginning is like they knew on the set so it's not like at first you know you know but for me it was it was dope to see you know and over time you know seeing the the, the love and the reaction of people you know, it's just surreal. When's the first time you met uh, Fat Joe? I met him. I can't specifically uh, specifically pick a date, but it was shortly after. Um, shortly after, Wild Pun was doing like shows and going out to little shows with him. Like you know how they go to the one show and do that one song type of thing. So it was shortly after that he came to the crib and and um, no, I think it was before that I met him. Yeah, it was it was shortly before that I met him. Came to the crib and. You know, I was I was a little hyped to meet him at first because it was because you knew about it was yeah I knew I knew, I knew of him that he was Fat Joe I knew the song he did and and you know he was Puerto Rican and you know in the Bronx so that was all plus for us you know stuff like that so with that definitely I was you know it was dope. When did um, Pun tell you that he had a serious deal on the table? Um, it was surely it's like it wasn't something like that he told me it was something that I was there every day in the process so I knew what was going on. Right. So you know, um, I rem I remember clearly when he called when the um, then what was that 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 track that he did that was on um, uh, on the first Funk Master Flex. When they first played them on the radio, I remember him calling me like, oh my God, they're going to play this song on Hot 97. And, and you when we had to call and request them, we right, like right. all day calling and requesting. But no, I mean, um, it just happened quick. It happened quick for me. I think it happened 
quick. Everything, him getting it on, signing, and you know, it, it, this is such a fantastic story because it'll be all in the book. So, because you don't even know how phenomenal he is. No, I don't. I didn't really compared realize. to other, and I and I still and I still and I still learn every day of how. I didn't. I, I noticed like how big he was. Was the first clue was at the funeral. Right. Was you his, really had no clue at his funeral? I mean, I knew he was like. But I'm saying before the funeral. No, it's like I'm every, every show. I'm going to funeral. I know but he's big. I know the shows are getting. I know bigger. he's planning them. Yeah, the shows. I I see all of that, but it's just the love aspect or how people view him or feel about him. I don't know. What, I know the shows are there. I know whatever you know. But when I was at the funeral and the love and people driving from California, like. It was mayhem at the funeral but, but, for but, days. But, but Liza, as as you're with him, you start seeing other rappers. Yeah. You start hearing other rappers. Yeah. What other rappers are you hearing? Like, oh my God, that's dope. Yeah, but you know what? With me, with me, um, the way I am, I never have a favorite anything. Right. You see how people they, they, they love certain artists, and you know, they mean. I, I, I think it has to do a lot with church church they instill that thing like you don't put anything before god right no no so i never had any idol you know what i'm saying so even meeting a lot of famous people it was like you know really nothing like it it was just okay this person's famous this person's famous like you know but it was like oh my god like this person you know i'm saying i I wasn't on but even the music like if you heard something dope yeah dope yeah i love music what were you hearing that was dope well, what you, we used to listen to back then? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we was all up on the hip hop back then. You okay. know, what I'm saying everything with video like, music like, box like, like, and what everybody. What was you listening to? Like, we was listening to Jay Z. Okay. Was listening to, um, you know, Big Daddy Kane. You right. know, was listening to, um, um, KRS One. Right, right, we was right, listening right. to Rakim. So, you know? so when Pun tells you he, he's starting, to, you really had no clue that I didn't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what that entails. I don't know how big that could get. Right. I was not part of that world. Did he ever tell you who his favorite rappers were? Yeah, which was Karis One. Karis One. Um, it was Coogee the rap. um Coogee rap. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It Kane. was yeah, Kane. When he, when he started rapping, and he's and he's in the business right now. Is he telling you about other rappers? Like, yo, this rapper, his style is this. Is he like? Is he approaching it like a? As time went on, he's not really. You know, I, I would just see how he moved. Like every, um, it was like he was talking specifically. Like, look at this rapper, look at that one. I mean, we would listen to music, and I would hear his, you know, um, his opinion, or we would enjoy whatever we, you know we're listening to together. You know, right. what I'm saying in the house, there was music or videos playing twenty four seven. So you know, and this you know guys in the house all the time, either writing or. You know, but um, it wasn't like specifically him telling me this or the third. You know, um, did you know? Uh, did you know? Because this is this is historic. Did you know about the like the whole Terror Squad Rockefeller beef back then? Mm-mm. You didn't even know. That's so crazy. My thing was just I was just focused on him, right? Like everything else, I was there was so much going on and everything's going on, but my job was to focus on him, right. and and that's what I did. I focused on him. I made sure that. He was good in every aspect. I protected him, you know, um, whether I was strapped or I had to whatever. But wait, 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 wait. You were strapped? Yeah, there was many times I was strapped back in the day. You were, you were his shooter? If I had to be. When's the first time you had a gun? Um, it was, it was, it was, I mean, when the first time, I mean, when he started getting them guns, it was like. Wait, 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 living, wait, 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 wait. We would sleep with guns under the pillows. Wait, 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 wait. When did he start getting the guns, Liza? I mean, he was getting um. It started with knives, and he had a whole bunch of collection with knives. This is and before the rap, getting, right? Yeah, before the rap, okay. we was getting guns. Like, and now you're a church girl. 
Yeah. And you don't think knives and and then guns is crazy? No, I mean my I, my dad had a gun all his life, so okay. it's not something I never seen before. Right. Um, but no, it does. I mean, my mind of training thinking like it, it, it uh, that doesn't. So pun is what kind of knives it. is he? Oh, let's, let's yeah, he had the the knives with the with the, the butterfly the finger in with the whole. Sh- oh, the oh, oh, the, the breast oh, the knuckle spikes, joint. The spike yeah, joint. They had the spike and the big, you know, with the breast. So he brings this shit home. You're like, yo, poppy, that's dope. Yo, I loved it. <laughs> yo, you crazy. We used to go shooting in the range. Like, so he's, um, what kind of guns is he bringing now? Um, well, we had, um, damn, we had some army shit that I didn't remember him so. There was like some. You're not like Christopher. And where you getting this mag- from? No, I mean. So you a gun. You I, like, I'm a type like, of chick like that I, I don't ask any questions. I'm okay. not smart. I'm like, whatever But did you happened, like guns? Yeah, I love guns. Yeah, what is it about guns that you like? It's just it's just dope. I like. I, I remember shooting the last the last time I went to the gun range. He was like, yo, you got to shoot the Desert Eagle when that's when it first came out. What? It's just powerful. It's just dope. I just. So so now, you got? Did you ever say, Chris, it's too much guns? Never. Never. It's like we were sleeping like with guns under our pillow. Like he was that, like that, like we got bulletproof Parano- guns. Paranoid, like he was kind of paranoid. Right. Like and you then know, you never know what he was into either. Huh? And you didn't know what he was into either. I mean, or you did know. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, what situations? Do you, tell us one situation where you had to be strapped. It was all the time, though. I mean, I you even had also- a. I was strapped like maybe. Eighty-five percent of the time, even outside, with the baby, not, with the baby stroller, even with the baby stroller, you had the baby stroller. It was out in the street, <laughs> and the yapper, in the studio, yapper. whatever. Like I'm standing there, by I'm standing by his side. You know what I'm saying? So if I did, had you to, ever like, have to like put your hand on the on the on the on we the had handle? I had a little stash in my car and everything, a little stitch. You kept some pieces you had in the stash the, box. I had the you stash kept box. pieces in the diaper what bag. Your, what was your piece? My piece was a forty-five nickel plated. Yo, and you was nice. You would go to the range. Yeah. And you made sure, like you. We were arrange on the basement. We used to make arrange a whole bunch of um, telephone books back in the day. Tape them up and shoot. So y'all was like hope the that real they ricochet anywhere. <laughs> Chris, did you notice? Huh? Oh yeah, no, he had us with guns. The yeah. babies too. Yeah, yeah. my daughter no, could no, break one yeah, down. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like for real. No, yeah, yeah, no. Um, what, what was it? He was paranoid about Y two K. He had us in a yeah. He had, Y2K, he had us in a. That was uh, this, hilarious. This is a vivid. Uh, we, Y2K, we a, remember Y two K when um yeah. he really was he really thought it was gonna happen. Yeah. Like, we was living out. I didn't understand why when I was younger, but we was living in a cab base for a few months and um. Yeah, I remember the night uh, he had us a, a cab base. A well, cab base. It was a cab base. That, it was an old cab base that he rented out. We, our house was in the middle of renovations, mm-hmm. and um, so we would spend like weeks at a time, or a week at a time, in, stu- in Sony Studio recording. And then we had a hotel at the Crown Plaza, the White Plains. Right. But sometimes he would get too tired, and we would stop at the cab base and stay there. Right. Which was crazy because you would think a platinum. What artists we sleeping on bum beds in the fucking cab base? Yo, I'm still bugging out that you was you had the 45. Yeah, you liked yeah. the feel of it. Yeah, you knew you would blow then, a motherfucker's. Oh back yeah, off. but he had us. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was really afraid that um like that the world that, was gonna that end. the world was gonna end. Right. So uh, that night he had us all with uh, vests on, bulletproof, with, bulletproof vests, vests holding guns. You I was probably four or five. Four or five with bulletproof the vests, vests with guns. Every everyone strapped. Like every, every everyone pointing at the door. Did he take you to shoot? Man? Uh, yo, honestly. I don't. I did he? I, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think yeah, he did. He taught. He no, taught my. No, they took us to the range, but they couldn't shoot. But yeah, my, in LA, but my oldest, my oldest sister, he he probably taught her how to yeah, shoot. Yeah, she yeah, she knows how to copy. Yeah. She knows how to shoot. Yeah, all, all this stuff. All but but we was all we was all ready, and didn't understand why. But <laughs> yeah, but he was paranoid, and I remember my mom came that that New Year's Eve. She came to, so we could watch the ball, and the kids were all vested up, and 
And he what's your mom a, saying? She was okay with like. Well, she, she understood. Did she was like, "Where's my vest?" No, she was like, "Pun had a vest." So we, I told Pun, I said, "Yo, anything happens, I stand right behind you because he's huge." But it was humorous. But you know, we had to support him. So he's standing with a shotgun and this and there's guns everywhere. And my mom just sitting there with the kids. And once the ball came down and nothing happened, you know, um, <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there. He got tight. He was like. That's it. That's it. This is it. That's it. Oh, he went to bed like he thought he was going to war. Gonna you go won't blame like right. we were strapped up. I was born so for that. that shit was. I think. I think I'm happy in the way. I'm happy that Pun was around for the 9/11. Right. Because if he was there for 9/11, that something really happened, we would have been. He would have locked us in a bunk underneath somewhere. Y'all would have been, been in a silo. Let me ask you, what would happen if if you didn't support something that he was doing over the years? That what happened? If you didn't support something that he was doing, like if you didn't believe in something, did you ever challenge him? Never. No. No, I never. You believe that everything I, he I did, never, you believe that never even came over his ability and his music and stuff like that. No, I never. Nah, he, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about overall. No, I, like I, I never doubted of, yeah. him at all. Uh, the only issue we had was his, his the way he treated me. Just his his demons that he couldn't let go and get over. That was our only issue. But everything else, it was like we was I was I was a ride to die for him. Like to the T. Like they don't make him like me anymore. Did you have to ever? You ever think he was gonna pull out? Huh? Did you ever think he was gonna pull out that that heat? Did I ever think? Yeah. Oh yeah, there was one time that Where? um, there's a video out there when he did the pistol whipping when he pistol whipped me with yes. that gun. So that day we was setting up for a tour to leave that day, and that situation happened, and um, I was tight. I I I thought my eye was gonna come out. So I when I ran upstairs, he was in the bottom of the stairs, and you can't see it in the video, but he's in the bottom of the stairs. I ran to my room and I grabbed the shotgun, and right. I was gonna blow him there. Right. I really was like, I'm gonna kill this, this motherfucker. Is it. Then his. He had family members like his, his sister Pina was there with the kids because they were she was gonna stay there with my kids while we was on tour for that month in April, and his little niece came out and she looked at me and those little eyes and, and, and it just shoddy. clicked in my head like right. no it clicked in my head like what am I doing like right. I can't do this and it's friends with her so I I ended up putting the gun away and sucking it up and kept it moving. Yo, that's crazy. Um, when did the weight gain start? The weight gain started shortly after we got married. Right. When, as soon as he got that money. And he started living the life of that he could eat every day, and he could. This and the first year of our marriage, we I never cooked. It was eating out every day. It was Ben, our house in the morning, Ben again, and Red Lobster. Back when Red Lobster yeah. was something, that's what we ate for that, a year. Once I gave birth, I was like, "Yo, we got to chill with the outside food. Like right. we can't be eating out like this right, with a right. kid and stuff." Right. And then, um, I started getting nice with the cooking and stuff. And little by little, by the time we came back from Florida, he was already gaining a little weight, weight. And next thing you know, it was like, every, you know, it just. Escalating. Was, I mean, by, by the time he passed, he was 600. 700. 700 God pounds. Damn. 700. Like, did you tell him, like, Chris, what are you doing? I mean, it was a something that you, someone carrying, imagine you carrying four or 500 excess pounds. That's not something that you, you have talk, to tell. Right. Yeah, like, well, you, well. you living with that shit every day. You're breathing it. You're feeling it. There's no escaping. Yeah, but they get comfortable with it. You know, I have a friend. You, you don't get comfortable with no, it. No, listen, I have a friend that I grew up with that still to this day is about 450, 500 pounds. And, uh, you know, there's times where I keep it very real with them, you know, because they're like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm yeah. going to I'm like, listen, you're fucking lying. You're just going to be a fat fuck because he calls me like things like, oh, you skinny fuck or this. Like we play around with each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is like I, I always got to keep on him. Like, yo, you could do this, man. You could, you know, you, food, food is a food is a drug. Yeah, food no, of course. Is a drug. With me, I couldn't yeah. be that direct with pun because then it'll be a fight after yeah. that. So I couldn't be that bold. Did you ever I, get bold with him? Yeah, there was there was this one you time. Like you fat fuck, kick no, me again. This this, this <laughs> one happened. Um, he used to go through this whole thing of like, 
every other month, okay, I'm going to do this and that, and I'm going to eat this and that, you know, because, and, but then he would never follow through. So it was one time he was like, I'm really going to do it. So it was at one time that he wanted to eat something that he really couldn't. It was like a cheeseburger or something. And I was like, I said, yeah, babe, but, you know, um, you know, reminded him of his journey. And when he came and backslapped and slapped me in the face, so I was like, I'm not going to get hit for no fucking burger. Like, right, right. it's Fuck something, if I could have lost the weight for, I did everything for him. If I could have lost the weight for him, I would have. But right. I can't. You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't you make, can't him, make drink. him drink. It, yeah. It's that situation. So it's like, you could, I could do but so much. How, <laughs> how much are you uh, interested in health now, ever since his passing? Like, you know, with how your son, health? health. How, how much, how important um, is health is been, now? It's, it's, been a, it's been a concern for me, aside from my asthma. You know, uh, uh, we've, you know, one of my daughters, you know, we all as a family, we've gained weight when, you know, more weight than we should. Um, he's got it pretty under control. He fluctuates here and there. Um, I've, um, over the past two months, I've lost like 22 pounds. So I'm trying to really, thank you. So, you know, I stopped eating meat. I stopped changing my life. Does that feel good? Yeah, good? it does. And, and, and I want to open up this Christopher Lirios Foundation in honor of him and, you know, and everything that, and every aspect, everything that he's done. And one of his main issues was obesity. So for me to even, you know, try to help someone out, I need to transform myself. So I'll soon be joining LA Fitness, like for a whole nice. three year transformation and trying to like, and get real organic and just learning how to eat right. And, you know, and it's a lifestyle. Like, a lot of people go off, like, a diet, diet, that shit don't work. It's like you have to really change your whole lifestyle. Did it bother Chris that here he is now, like, one of the hottest rappers in the world, more famous than ever before, and he's fat? Did that bother him? He was, him? yeah, at one point, at one point, I remember yelling at him. We was arguing back and forth, and, and I told him, like, you know, you're supposed to be on top of the world right now. If people would really could see in this room and how see how miserable you are. Because he was miserable. He was miserable. He was miserable. He, before the, he died, it... he tatted, I hate you, on your back. Like, if you ain't miserable not to tat that on your back. And and where does the misery come from? Is it the, the misery way? Is, coming is it from, from the abuse? The, it's a combination. It comes. It stems from the abuse. The, because of the abuse, the weight is a result of that. You know what I'm saying? So because of the abuse. Because it's a form of self, self-hate. Yeah, also, right? because of the abuse of him, of the abuse of so, so many years. And then after that... um. The mom, it continued. His mom. His mother, it continued. Because he tried to create a, he tried to maintain it, Yeah, the rela- after, when he was pun, he was taking care, he was doing certain things, but the relationship was a hate-love relationship. And I, the relationship they had, it passed, filled over to our relationship. That's how our relationship was. What was some of the things that you saw in their relationship that... It was just, it was, it's just, um, she still had that drug mentality. Even if she wasn't on it, she still have it. She was very, um, you know... Asked about money. It was just certain things, you know. Because and, now he's got the money. Yeah, now he's so, a it, star. you know, and he would take care. He was doing everything he could. But the one thing that he wanted her to do was to admit about the past abuse. Where opposed to where she would make it like, oh, you're crazy. Or that didn't happen. Or, you know, she oh. wouldn't really admit to it. So he just wanted her to admit to it. Like, you know, own That's up. That's all he wanted. At every parent, you to have be to own sorry, up. To be sorry. I've had to own up with my own right, kids. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? Where, you know, I failed them. And, and they tell you, mom, you you know, you fucking loser. You did this way. And you you, you got to drop the ball and say, you know what? I fucked up, you know, and not come with an excuse. Mm. You may have valid reasons for whatever at the time. But at the end of the day, you drop you the ball and you got to own up. Right? And, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But we all got to do it. But she didn't do it. She and she basically, he died with a broken heart for his mom. Right. And that's how I see it. And living like that, the anger, not able to put out his, in a constructive way, he brought all that anger and hate into my relationship with the kids, you know, um, and he just hated himself. And over that, he just depressed. He was an emotional eater. So if he was depressed, he ate. If he was happy, he was, everything was eating. It came to eating food, food. 
I'm saying? So he was, uh, that was his drug of choice. Did it get worse the more successful he became? Yeah, it did because a lot of, yeah, you you, you get success, you get a lot of yes niggas around you. Right. Mm. And a lot of people that don't really, you know, there was a few people that tried to help, but then, you know, they ended up backing out because there's no, they don't, there's no improvement. You know right. what I'm saying? So then, oh, now he, when the person tried to push forward, then he just like, you know what? You done. Get out of here. Yeah. And then you have the new yes people the, coming. The and then it's like, people. yeah, so you have people getting him food and this and that. Even if I didn't want to get it, other people will get it for right. him. You know what I'm saying? So um, it makes it more difficult. You know, it, it, it makes it made it more difficult. How did he get to the point, though, where he decided he was going to get help? And, and and go to the to the the rehabilitation. Yeah, that happened because I left him. Okay, so what happened? I left him. Why? Um, because I was tired of the abuse. Right. And I got to a point where, like, I said, you know what? I gotta leave now, or it's never. What's the most? When did you realize, yo, I might die from this shit? Um, <laughs> it was it was just escalating to a point where um, I just knew it was just really serious. It, so much has happened, you know, different incidents. Um, I already had lost a finger. My eye was... You lost a finger? Yeah, well, my finger doesn't... Everybody wants to know about How the finger. How did you lose a finger? The finger, it was a story that I was telling for years, and you actually believed the story, the lie. But the truth is, me and him got into a fight. He was arguing, upset about the boy that I kissed along Island. Still this guy, you should have never kissed that boy. I was, you should have never told him. I was, I was honest. I'm transparent. That's, Sometimes, I, honestly, is not the best policy, yeah, especially it, in that type of relationship. Yeah, but you know what? If it wouldn't have been that, it would have been something else. It didn't matter. You know, that, it, that poor guy from Long Island is probably missing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so from there, um, he was upset. You know, we was fighting, and, and at one point, he pulled out the knife, and... That same knife? That's no, it was another. It was a Rambo back in the, the Rambo knife. That yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Those knives, and he pulled out the knife, and um, I ended up grabbing it like out of out of uh, Rage. Uh, out of reaction, out right. of reflect. Mm. You know that he pulled the knife towards, so I just grabbed it to block me. I was pregnant, with my daughter. I'm grabbing my stomach, and at one point when he pulled the knife, then it cut both my fingers, and then it ended up cutting this tendon. Right. And then I could have got surgery, but then you see, I'm squirming right now because I yeah. I so I, I then I had some movement on it, and then I was supposed to go to therapy because they wanted to do surgery. But since I was pregnant, they said let her do therapy, and once she has a kid, then you know we could do surgery. But then he didn't allow me to go to the hospital, so I couldn't really do the therapy. So then it just it so just that finger is a dead up. finger. Yeah, I mean it's dead. I mean I could do it like this, right, right. but that's it. But I can't. You know, so a lot of people think. Well, at least, at least, at least you're like, you know what? I mean, in the middle finger. If I gotta pick a finger, be this one. point. So, but this is the point when you realize. It was a point where that I was like, you know, this is this is a real serious situation. You know, I started to. I always went to get into psychology, and that was like a perfect specimen to actually study and and you know and i started breaking down i started realizing about his past more and started making the connection like oh you know you realize it wasn't you yeah i you know what you know what really helped me i would sneak once in a while as he got more busy sometimes he would leave in the afternoon i started sneaking watching some shows and back then it was big on domestic violence Mm. and oprah taught me and sally Raphael told me that i was like oh this is not my fault okay like so this happens like it's not just me that's the crazy story, that you're that, the that those that shows the views, are so helpful for yeah you. The, the stories that the uh, victims will be on, mm. on, on on the show it'll be the same my story but it's different faces different little details but it's the same storyline like they go they they read out the same book so from there i'm like oh shit like this is not my fault like you know so that's when i started opening to a whole new world like this is not my fault this happens, you know, and I started like actually studying him and learning and knowing when to when I could push him, when to back off, you know, and 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 you- and, 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 and too, like I said, then the rules would change because you always had different rules. So depending, on, then I started realizing, I said, you know what, like the rules is like up to here. You change them whenever you want. So it's just 
regardless, if you want to kick my ass, you're going to kick my ass. So once I started realizing that, then I would sometimes fight back with him or be vocal because I'm like, you're going to kick my ass. I'm going to say what the fuck I'm going to say anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so eventually you leave. Eventually I left at one point. Where'd, um, where'd you go? I, I, my, my mom had a friend in Maryland. So I packed. Damn, I, so you went to Maryland. I took the kids that day. And it was funny because the kids that day was his sister came down that weekend. The kids were playing outside. I was buying a house. So I was packing everything in the house. So it was easy for me to because take my shit Because you guys were getting money. Truck. And did you have, how was the money? How were you dealing with the money? Did he control the money too? The money, he was very good. The money, he didn't know nothing about the money. The money, he gave me everything I wanted or right. anything I needed. Right. Um, the money, um, I was, he didn't even know how to write a checkbook or balance, whatever. So, so you took I was always telling him, okay. you got this, you got that, whatever. So you, at least that's where you had the power. I mean, I could have been a real bitch and robbed right. him, whatever, but right. I never did. Right. Like, right. I left him twice. The first time I left him, I went to a domestic violence shelter, and he had like $10,000 in the house, and I wrote him a note that I took $3,000 for me and the kids to feed him. You know what right. I'm saying? It's his kids. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. But I could have took the whole 10 Gs, but I took only three. You, you know, were fair. You were being fair. When I left, when I left, uh, when I left o- him the second time- fair. When I left him the second time, he had a lot of money. I came and I was I wasn't planning to see him anymore and I was gonna go into hiding. So I wrote myself he had open he had opened up a bank account for me. So I went one day and I op- I signed I wrote a check in my name for thirty G's mm. and I put that in the account and then shortly after that, like within that week I left. And I had to be a little slick with it because um I ended up my cousin ended up um um, I'm packing up my truck with all my stuff that was. Was that in the, the day hallway. you told us? Uh, you was yeah, like, go, they, you was like, go outside. I said, and go don't outside come and play. In. I said, don't come I was in like, the house. I said, go outside, play, and don't come out. Regardless what you do, do not come in. And there was so much people in the house and so much going so on. It was easy to, they realized because for him, he would have security. Like you could leave and can't live with all the kids. Leave with one or whatever. So he knows I'm not gonna leave with all, with none of my kids. Right. So it was that time I packed everything. Boom, even to my dog and came out and he told me. Go to Pergamon to buy a fan. Pergamon. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy the fan. And I came and gave him that hug like, I'm never going to see you again. And I broke out to the kids like, yo, let's go. Jumped the thing. Half an hour later, we're on the turnpike. He called me an hour later like, you left me again. (laughs) But but when you would leave, what would he do? He He bugged the fuck out. Everything stopped. Everything stopped. Production stopped. He was sending. he, He wanted everybody to look for me. I'm getting the label, Steve Rifkin calling me, Joe calling me, begging me to come back. Beg- and they, they, did they, at this point, did they know what's going on? Yeah, I mean, Steve Rifkin, no, Joe does, but right. I can't say Steve Rifkin, but right, Joe right. does. Like, did the you ever people, talk to Joe? Did Joe um, ever? He even, he even once said one time that, you know, if I needed um, help, you know what I'm saying, that he'll let me, you know, that he'll help me out, whatever, but I never wanted to take him up on that offer right. and depend on him, and I didn't want to take him up on that offer, so I just stuck in it. And then they, they, they wheel me back in saying that he agreed to go to this fat farm. Steve and, and this fat Steve, farm. Steve yeah, and, and they wheel me in saying that the only way he was going to go to this fat farm was if I come back. And that they were going to put me in a, they were, he was going to be hospitalized and they were going to put me up in a hotel so I could spend the night, whatever. And, and I said, all right, fine. Like at the end of the day, um, I loved him and that's the kid of my, of my, that's the father, father of my kids. Father I didn't want him to die, but I knew also what was the risk of me coming back. Right, Cause this die. man could want to kill me because right, I want- promised him the first time when I left, I would never do it again. Right. So I broke my promise by leaving the second time. Right. And, and when you're in a relationship like that, when you break your promise, uh, you know, I hate to say this, it's not personal to you, but you, you start to be like people step on you. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they know that you broke your promise and you ain't about what you really commit but yourself with to. Puntu, he used to love throwing the vows, the marriage vows, but yeah, he never, he never kept none of his vows. You know what I'm saying? Like he, it was all the rules are good for me, but right. he could do whatever. The so fuck he was he, he was sleeping around. Yeah, you know saying yeah, he did you, that. You, and and what would you do? 
um, th- there was a time that I, I told him, I said, you know, if you're going to do this, I put out some rules. And then he got upset that I put out rules. What were your rules? My rules was um, don't have no bitch ever coming looking for you in my crib. Did if anybody ever try? No. If, okay. I said don't have no babies outside the marriage. And I said, and if we ever are in the street and some bitch you fucked, she better know her place. Because you, you, you had that yeah, thing you know, on you. Yeah, you, know, you had no that place. thing on you. Yeah, I had the thing on me too. I just even even still, would have just ragged the bitch down Southern Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just me. Like don't play with me. Right. So you know. So but then he got upset that I accepted. I'm like, what do you want me to do? That's your dick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't got no control of your dick <laughs> or what you do. Like I'm your married woman. Like I'm trying to just you Breathe. know just take it all in. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you leaving me no choice. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, it was it was you know they you promised I came back. When y'all went to the fat farm, what was that like? When he went to the fat, it farm? was it was it was an experience. We went there and did you think it was were definitely not change? a place? It was definitely not a place for him to be in. How come? What I wish because the program it was bullshit. It was not something that was fit for him. Right. What I wish. What I wish. Why, why not? I'm sorry. To well, why not? Because you go into this fat farm. It's in Durham, North Carolina. So already the demographics of people is 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 different. It's not for him. So okay. now so now we're in a in, we're in a fat farm it's with a whole white. bunch of white it's old all, people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then a, and white and people, a fucking but, rapper. But white old people. He's a rapper from the Bronx. So then the program is supposed to go. And he's supposed to weigh himself every day and sit in a group therapy. Ain't no way he's fucking with sitting in group people. therapy right. with anyone, especially right. these type of people, to talk about his feelings or whatever. Right. So after he saw like a week or so how it worked. So he said, listen, I'm going to come once a week. He put out the rules of what he was going to do. They're not going to tell him, oh, no, you got to do this. Gave so they let it run. Right. You know what I'm so then the food, the, the food was different. It had these little non-flavored food. It was nothing that you could live on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got on it. I said, you know, I'm going to do the same. So I'm eating his same bullshit. Then after a while, like, you know, he ended up losing 100 pounds. But that's 100 pounds when you're 600 pounds. That's just water weight. You see him losing the weight, though. Literally, he was in the way. He's walking further, further from the... From the room to the elevator, that's a long walk. He couldn't, he couldn't better. walk, he couldn't walk He couldn't walk, it was like walking, stopping, walking, stopping. So now by the time we ended, finished, he could walk from the room to the elevator. You know, he's doing a little swimming here and there. But even through there, he was still cheating. Like, they were still giving him Kentucky. He was still whatever. It's funny because we, we had, we that had was, Nori. That was happening. We, we had Nori on the show. Yeah, so they were still, came, he came they were still him feeding him. He was still manipulating, still, you know, whatever. And, you know, puns, you know they were giving him what he wanted. And after he lost 100 pounds, they gave him a high five, like, hey, you're done, which I thought it was insane because I'm the, like, the, the he still got like, the facilities uh, gave the him. label in them, like, hey, you're done. Joe, like, they, he was supposed to go perform, come back, perform at the De La Hoya, Tito Trinidad yeah, fight. I was there, actually. And yeah, and it was like, um, he, he, hold- he still he had hold- like four or 500 pounds to lose. Like, you're, you're still overweight, you know? And shortly after that, he got, he, he gained twice the weight. L- like, how, would, how did he perform? Like how was oh, at, at the end it was getting really bad. No, he didn't have saying, the breast control wasn't as good. Did he there was a time a, he was sitting down in the chair. Did he have all throughout his career though? Was it difficult? At the beginning time, no. It was like, you know, he, he had a lot of breast control. He was standing, he was good. Like we used to walk around the you know, airport, do stuff like that. But over that last year it was just the weight was over excess. We couldn't fly anymore because he wouldn't fit in the He couldn't fly. He couldn't he could we couldn't fit. Like So how would he do the show? So then from there we was just touring on bus. On bus. Driving everywhere on bus. Everywhere on bus. And and um it was difficult. You know, he got sleep apnea, you know what I'm saying? So it it was it was a difficult journey. You know what I'm saying? Over him going into the studio anywhere, it was his fear of always like him not be able to last too long to walk anywhere or getting tired or if he goes to the studio and the chair too small or not strong so enough. So he had to walk so with was even a, these men- So it was all that. Blocks. So for me, it was always these pre- 
preparing ahead, like knowing where he was going, where he was going to be at, if the seat was too comfortable for him, and making sure that he was 100% all the time. So I was always on top of the game. Listen, Crazy. Let's, let's, let's go to a break. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jacks or the Combat Jacks Show.com. Be right back. Yeah. Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the premier shaving system for people with coarse and curly hair. I have a testimonial to make. I can't grow a beard. All these brothers out here with the Philly beards, with the Rick Ross beards, the whole nine, freeway, the whole nine. I wish I could grow a beard. I wish I didn't need Bevel in my life. Because my shit grows all splotchy and weird, I have to shave on a weekly basis. So I'm so thankful that I have Bevel in my life. You know, it's like, you know, some people have, like they say that women have penis envy, pause. Some men have beard envy, pause. But because of Bevel, I don't give a fuck about a beard. Go to getbevel.com, punch in promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. For 20% off. And fuck all those motherfuckers with beards. Fuck them. Getbevel.com. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Listen, if you're enjoying this episode, won't you go to iTunes? Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Let the people know out there that you're fucking with us over here. Mm-hmm. You know tell a friend to tell a friend. If you, if, you, if you listen to the Combat Jack Show on SoundCloud, leave the comments. I love reading the comments. Don't you like reading the comments? Baby? I love it. It's like it's like you guys are communicating to us. I don't love every comment that's in the comment. No, you can't love every comment, but you love the fact that people care. Sure. And comment. Internet, we care if you care, so show us that you care. This is a very uh, captivating uh, episode with, with, with Liza, Rios, and, and, and Chris. We even get to you, Mr. Rivers. Oh, man, I don't even mind. This no, is, we, we're going to get to this, you. This but is amazing. This, yeah, this yeah. is. Are you hearing things you never heard before? Uh, yeah, a lot of it is uh, is a lot of clarity, and, and, and it's like it's like, I, I I was created from like a a, a real storybook love story like right. like you know what I'm saying some real Romeo and Juliet ride or die like twist and turn it, it, this is yappa nice. did yeah, you like, did you know she was ready to let that thing fly oh yeah no th- there's a lot of stuff that I did know it's right. just it's just a little specifics and, and and just um just to hear certain things reiterated you know what I'm saying like it's it's just it's bonkers for right. me you Liza t- towards the end if you could share towards the mm-hmm. end you really saw it getting bad with him physically mm-hmm. what did you see. Um, I saw, I remember last week since in the Sony studio, his body's, you know, the, the color of his face and you is know different. Him. You know yeah, him. no, like, you know, and, and there was so many times he was something like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, he would say he was going to die. It was no secret to him, you know, and he knew the, he was going to die. Yeah. He would say, I'm going to die. I'm going to die soon. He would say it. You know what I'm saying? And did you I believe him. Um, yeah, I believed him because, you know, um, and I would think at someone with his weight and pain, like he would go through so much pain. What kind you know, of pain? Um, the the tremendous leg pain you because know what of saying? the accident. Because of the, not the, the weight, the weight, not wait, even wait, the accident. Wait, wait. It was the weight that was so much, and and I would always like check, you know, to see if he had like blood cycle, blood circulating, and and just exhort like it was just a lot of weight on him. And um, I remember um, we was in a, we was in um the last weekend before he passed away, we was in the hotel. And it was at a point where it was just really bad. And everything he was eating, he was throwing up. And it wasn't like he was eating loads and loads of food. It could have been a fruit his, salad, his, but his, now he's throwing like his, his system. Body is I felt his, his system was shutting down. That's how I seen it. And I remember that one weekend, that last weekend, he was he was reaching out to a lot of people. He flew his sister down from Florida. And um, he was reaching out to everybody to come to the hotel to spend time with him. And my mind, I'm thinking like, he, he has to get this. We have to get this under control. And I told him, I said, listen, like, 
We got, I said, I don't know if I got to get strapped and put a gun to your head and, and get niggas to lock you up and we take you somewhere, but this has to happen. And he swore to me, he's promised, like, just please let me just finish these last, I think like, like maybe three to five joints that right. he wanted to finish on the album right. and put it together. How was your relationship with him at this point? At this point, our relationship, it was, it was rocky. It was, it was, it was, I, I, at this point, I really came back. You know, we back in the hotel. I, at this point, I, I took a stand, more of a stand for myself. Um, there wasn't uh, we he did we did fight a little bit, but not as much when I got back. But I took more of a stand. Like I wouldn't allow him. I remember one time he told me to stand in the hotel for him to punch me in the face. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do this no more. Like I'm not doing this no more. And um, how and, was he reacting to the? So he was upset. You? He he was upset. He at one point he gave me my props. He gave my props at the end, you know what I'm saying? He, he, said, he said, oh, I remember one day he said, I don't, I, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I don't even know who you are that, anymore. And I came and I said, and I said, but you have been my master all these years. Right. I said, this is what you've created. And now you don't know who I am. You know what I'm saying? He molded me to the person that I am, right. whether good or bad. So um, at the end, you know, then, then he swore like, you know, I, I told him that, you know, I was there to help him to get to a certain weight, to a certain health. And that I wanted to be gone. I wanted I wanted to end. And he was like, but you love me. Love me. I said, yeah, I love you to death, but I love myself a little more. So I love myself more like your treatment is not acceptable mm-hmm. anymore. So if you're going to be treating me this way, then I can't I can't do this. You know, right. then he swore he wanted me to have a baby. I'm like, hell no. Like, and I told him, I said, you know, we left it off. Like, you lose the weight and we still rock it. We'll have another was, kid. Was, just, was, just, was y'all still hitting at, at, at the 700 pounds? Yeah. How was that? Me doing the work. Yeah, get on top. But yeah. is it true love? Are you like ill? Or this is the- no, it was. It's not like it is. I, I, the, the, the heaviness. I never got unattracted to him. It was like, oh my god, nigga, you fat now. Like it wasn't you even got nothing that like that. Right now, huh? You like you got that thus? Yeah, but his fat was different. It wasn't <laughs> like he was. He he could have been. He could have been. I seen people weigh less than him, and they like his fight was hard. You know what I'm saying? So was, it wasn't. He carried it, it well. He solid. carried really yeah. well. It was solid. So he had a broad shoulders. He had breasts, but they were hard. It wasn't like flabby tits or right, soft. Right. It was, you know, he had a big belly, but everything was hard. His legs were soft, rolling. Do, so do you like big men? I did at, fir- at first. After he passed away, I was attracted to because I that's what I was. That's what I was used to, and <laughs> and I guess like trying to find pun. But after that, I'm like, nah, nah I mean, I'm, I'm not. You gotta let I'm that not go. looking for big men like now. Nah, good. <laughs> um, tell us about the last moments you, you had with him. The last moments, like um. I rushed my kids off to school, which was horrible, and they didn't get to say bye to him. And that morning, you know, he woke up, and he was just overly thirsty. And I was giving him two glasses of water. And and at that morning, I was making phone calls to different hospitals. Even at the hospital where he died, I made a phone call like, I need help, my husband, such and such. They didn't offer help. Um, that, that weekend, I didn't know. I found out afterwards. That weekend, he had spoke to his sister in private, and he agreed to do surgery. And that she we was gonna go out of Florida to we do like a lap gonna, band, or yeah. Something and we like that. and me and her was both gonna take care of him. So she went to Florida looking for information while I was looking at my own information. We didn't know about it, and um and just that that day, like I um he he for a second he came he called me over and he just looked at me and it was that look of peace in his eyes and he said um and he smiled and he looked up and he said you got my back and I said why well, he said you got my back and I looked at him and I said yeah of course I said of course I got your back always and then. I, then as I'm looking at him, you literally see his chest moving like this, Damn, his heart. Right. And I said, and I just dawned in my head, like, why are you asking me this? Like, wait a second, why are you asking me this? He knew. You know, and I, I kind of knew before that, with his the way he was acting, I called, um, Reef Hustle used to be with us all the time. Yes. He used to watch the kids. And mm-hmm. I told him that day, I said, yo, don't pick up, don't bring the kids here. Take them to my mom, to my mom's house. 
because I said, I think something's going to happen. And shortly after that, you know, and when he told me that and literally after he told me that and I said, yeah, of course. And I looked at my question him. He just started going into the heart attack. Like our hands simultaneously locked, like locked with each other. And my foot was like planted on solid ground. And as he has, as a heart attack came, his body was shaking with such force. And, and I just stood there just holding the, the, the shake, like just holding him. And in my mind, I was bugging out like what I, I, it was so surreal. It was so quick. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And for, for, for certain instances, I could literally see like his life flash before my life. Why was it like I saw his life because flash you before saw my his, eyes? Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? So I'm life. like seeing flashes. It was like the most bugged out feeling I ever had. And within all that, I'm realizing that's going on. Um, I had called. Um, I had called because right before that, I had called the the assistant to come in. So when he knocked on the door, I came and I had to let go of punch. So then he slid off the bed. I had to jump over him, open the door, and then um, he's laying on the floor. I had to lift him up. And because he had water in his lungs and, you know, you could drown. So I'm thinking, like, I don't want him, this nigga to drown. So I'm lifting him up. And the other time I'm on the phone with Joe, like, yo, this nigga had a heart attack. You got to come. And the ambulance already come in. The ambulance came. You know, he's laid out on the floor. And I just went into the bathroom for a second because I let them do their thing. And I was just screaming on the top of my lungs. And the first person I called was my mother, you know. And then, um, then I called his sister after that. Then I went back to the room and I could just feel like he wasn't there anymore. You just feel it, not. you know, and they going through their motion and going through the, the, they had the air thing and all that. Then from there, they're like, they had to transport him. So then um, we're, I'm, I'm ripping sheets off the bed and ripping sheets for everywhere because he, and we had him like on a dolly. He's extremely wide. He can't really fit through the door. So we tying his legs up and his arms Damn. so he doesn't get banged up. And then we're going through some type of elevator in the back of the hotel to go in the back. Finally, we're in the back of the hotel. Um, The people and the ambulance, they quickly trying to take off the the bed equipment there because he don't fit on the bed. We right. had to take all the equipment out so to put up the dolly. Um, at some point, I, I turned to him and the guy who's doing the air thing, he kind of, he wasn't really doing it, but when he saw me look, he's like doing it. Right. So I'm like, in the back of him, I'm like, this nigga's, I don't think he's even alive, but right. it's not their job to tell me. Right. I'm in the ambulance, I'm still crying, begging the guy like, please, please. And once we got to the ambulance, we went to the White Plains Hospital, the same hospital I called that morning to ask for help. Right. Went to that same hospital um and then like 15 minutes it felt like it felt like eternity you know what i'm saying and everybody was there and um people already knew people already calling cuba heard about the the, the heart attack like news traveled so fast and this is before and Twitter. uh the yeah and the, the 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 doctor came out and she called me to the back and i already knew because she didn't take me to where he was at right. she took me to the office right and she said i'm so sorry to tell you and forget it i think i told her my life story like in 10 seconds and then she took me to the back, and he was just laying there on the low gurn, like on the low dolly, and and it was just, it was just. I just had my few moments with him. He had a lot of water coming out his nose, right. and then, then I had to do, uh, then I had to go into the waiting room and then break the news. So it was hard for me to deal with that, and then for me to be the messenger to tell everybody. Then I had to. The first person I brought in was Cuban and his wife. That was heartbreaking to see him, like he. It was, it was, it was really sad, and everybody coming in. Then I had to tell the sister. Then I had to call Pina, the sister in Florida, and tell right. her, like, yo, which is, your which brother died, which yeah. was heartbreaking. Like, I could literally hear her banging her head on the wall, screaming. How, how did Joe respond? Um, everybody was heartbroken. Right. He was there. He, he, they, they guys, they got from the Bronx to White Plains, like, in 15 minutes. I don't right. know how. They flew up there. Right. Everybody was heartbroken. And I remember just being in the hospital, and um, Steve Rifkin called me and asked me, you know, if they had permission to let Angie, you know, tell the world. And at the same time, I'm, I already had called my Angie brother. Angie Martinez. 
Right. Yeah, Andre Martinez to let the world know that he had passed on. At this time, I already had called my brother, told him that he had passed on. I, I feel bad for my brother because he had like one of the hardest jobs because he had to act like my kid. He was with my kids. He had to act like nothing happened because I wanted to tell him and he had to keep them away from all types of media because right. I didn't want them to find right. out that way. Which was big news. Yeah. So, right. you know, so for him, he had to fake the funk and snap pretend. And once I got back home and then they saw me and not their dad, they were like, like, what's going on? Because we we together all the time. And I, how do you tell? Like, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Right. So I just basically looked at them and said, your dad just and died they, and today. They, they didn't believe you? No, they didn't believe me at first. They didn't believe He was joking like Vanessa, like, they drove right now. And I'm like, seriously, like, and I think they still probably was debating or still thinking that it was like some crazy prank. You know what I'm saying? And so Cause, they cause, literally, cause pun, pun, yeah, pun, he was always pranking and it was just surreal for them. And so they actually saw him in the casket is when I think it really hit him. Like, you know what? He's really not here. Let me, let me ask you, um. You know, because, you know, the stories are out there. You know, you guys, you were in the shelter. Mm-hmm. You guys were homeless. And then, you know, what's going on with the estate and the royalties, the whole nine. Um, what have you done for you? How do, how, how have you, how has your life changed for yourself since the passing of? of, of well, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was been a whole nother journey because I had to learn to survive without him. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how hard was that? It was hard because, you know, you depend on someone for everything, not only financially, but just everything, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's part of my DNA at this point. You know what I'm saying? So it was, you know, and then dealing with the with then dealing with the fact that he died and our marriage wasn't, you know, wasn't all that great. And there's things that we could have said and didn't say. Things Did you that we feel guilty fixed. about saying things that or, or no, I never I... felt guilty. I just felt like I felt like me looking back now. I know that I if I was a person I am now. Back then, I know I could have helped him more or be more, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't as strong as I am now yeah. back then. Have you searched for better relationships, like with people who would, you know, give you more say and more respect and not put I their thought, hands I, on I, I've been good with that because a lot of domestic violence on women, they go back into that situation. Did you come close to having that? No, I never even come close to right. any, being with anyone, being in no, like, not even close. You weren't allowed that to happen. No, I would again. never. You pull no. out that 45 again? I mean, yeah, definitely. You like, still got that 45? <laughs> don't, don't say don't, anything. Don't no, I say nothing. I ain't got but, nothing. But I, I do want to know this. You know, a lot of us, I mean, we all love pun. And yeah. uh, obviously, uh, you know, as a relationship, as a husband, yeah. in the situations that he'd been through, you wasn't that, he wasn't a good one, really. Yeah. You know? But as a father, mm-hmm. how was he as a father? As a father, it was challenging because there was the abuse trickled down to them. He, in some he, he sense. would abuse you guys, uh, yeah. You know, so it, it 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 was he was hard on them. Um, Did you ever stand in? Oh like, yeah, there right. was times. There was times I stood up. It would kill me. Um, I would catch a beating after. I was not allowed. Pun took motherhood away from me. I mm. became like one of the kids. I was not allowed to um raise my kids. I was not allowed to even speak on it, as he said. So, I had no say in raising them. And that kind of like stumped my maturity. Where now, I I grew up with my kids like they siblings. Like, like sibling. we're, they like... know my I'm their mom, but it's a real strong like a sibling type of relationship. Right. So I I didn't feel like a mom, and so that was one of my greatest challenges after he passed away. Was I'm a mother? You know what I'm saying? Like I you don't gotta, even know how take, to raise right. these kids. Right. You know, and they were they were ready. They got everybody got their own character. I could have been one of these type of mom. I didn't know how to be this strict ass mom because. I was getting my ass kicked all the time and I didn't like that feeling. So I I didn't, I wasn't that way with them. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like did it different. I kind of gave my kids all the freedom in the world. Which is a whole other thing. 
which is the whole thing, but it didn't backfire on me because right. I learned that, you know, I learned growing up too, like when you stress a kid, like when my mom used to stress me, like you can't be with me, you can't be with me. I went more towards him. You know what I'm saying? If 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 I gave my kids the freedom to do anything they, and they, they didn't go anywhere decision, and do right. it, they stood 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 home close to me. Right. You know, they just had a few rules here and there, but Liza, did you ever get therapy? No. I do my own therapy. You know what? <laughs> I did, I did my own therapy, but um, you gotta get therapy. No, I did my own therapy, but there's a lady that I met in the shelter. Um, she was uh, they do a back to work program, and she was one of the mentors there that's supposed to help us like to get resume ready and jobs. But she did way more than that. Yeah. Uh, her name is Tanetta Megason, and she was a life coach, and she uplifted everybody. You know what I'm saying? It was experience knowing you know homeless people. There was workers, nurses. It was a lot of everybody. People look at homeless people and don't really know the situation. You know what I'm saying? So she uplifted. She uplifted. Uplifted, uplifted all of us, you know what I'm saying, as a whole. So I learned a lot from her, and she gave me some coaching lessons. And but, I still but contact, you know, but it's you, you've been conditioned. Yeah, I've been you, conditioned you, a lot. You know, of, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not trying to get. In your I don't business. let anyone else condition, but right. I've been conditioned. But I've been these 15 years has just been learning who I am. Right. This past two years has been really good because I'm 42 years old now. I've really learned to love myself for the first time ever. Right. So it's like been the best feeling. So what are you doing for yourself now that you love yourself? Um. Loving myself like this, um, I'm loving myself. I'm taking care of myself more, um, my health out. wise. Get your nails done. That. Get Manny Petty. No, really, you know, definitely. Come on, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I did let go of myself, so I'm getting back into that. What's up with the face piercings? When did you start getting the face piercings? The piercings, that's I love tattoos. I got like 19 tattoos. Okay. I got the piercings. The piercings I did back when um a few years ago. I did it twice actually, but. The last ones I did was in 2010. You know, you're like a kid now. You're like a brand new kid. Yeah, I am. It's like because you like didn't have you didn't have a childhood. No, I didn't have. I, I am like a kid now because I didn't have a childhood. So sometimes my kids laugh like they be like, "Oh, mom, you're such a teenager." I'm like, "Well, my, I'm living my life backwards. Like I didn't have that chance." You're finally to catching up. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm living like the kids are big. It's like a whole nother new life. What do you? What's the, like? What's your hobbies? <laughs> my hobbies, other than smoking, she, she she has the most talents. Out of every person I've really? ever met. She's a chef. She's a hairstylist. You're a chef? She's a, she's a, I mean, he loves my food, but I, I look at Master Chef and she, I, I ain't got shit on chef. them, but yeah. don't let I could cook good. I, I, could, I, could cook, I could cook a good Flan cake. plate. I do hair. I know how to do Penel. hair. That comes natural. Listen, Liza, listen. Everything. <laughs> you, 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 you look great. You sound great, and I believe you. Thank you. Get therapy. Yeah. Get therapy. Yeah. You too. I'm all right. You, you know we always are right. I'm more than but, but, right. But you, but you know why I don't do therapy? Because they talk about the same shit that I could talk to myself about, and I already know. But you know what? Like, I give people therapy, so right. I already know. Like, I, I'm i front. I don't mask. But, but, I'm but don't do the work. Sometimes let somebody else do the heavy lifting. Yeah, but I got Miss Megason. She, okay. she helps me she out. And, you know, me. I'm taking a workshop with her about visual courting, you know, about trying to find maybe, you know, a new husband. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe. Would I don't you want get married again? I, I think I would. I, I was really against it for so many years. Pun is a big, I mean, this is it, not it, even a it's pun. It's a big thing. So no it's pun. like, yeah, no it, it's, a, it's a big <laughs> uh, still shoes to fill. So if I would, it's got to be such a situation. But so different. It's not something that I'm really thinking like, but I'm really like just enjoying my time and right. learning myself and getting to know myself and doing that. If if the situation did come that God did bless me with that man, then yeah, I wouldn't, I would, you when, know. When the time is right, it will come. Yeah, because you know what it is, too? I think that after all these years, you aren't going to love yourself again. And someone's going to love you for who you become mm -hmm. after these 15 mm -hmm. years. And you deserve that. Yeah. You deserve that a lot. You know, I know like, you know, I know a lot of women who has been in those situations when I was young. I know a girl that was married, and she was beaten a lot by her yeah. boyfriend. And, I tried, you know, she would make all these excuses for him. 
and uh, you know, like you know, oh no, no, he was upset, and she come out with a black eye, and she wound up dying. Yeah, you know, he wound up killing her. Yeah, but you know what I do want to say: if you don't get therapy, but which is so important, if you help other people, mm -hmm. that's therapy. Oh yeah, and that's been my most therapy yeah. because. Well, if you see my Facebook page, I'm very transparent. And people love me for it because I put my shit out there. I don't walk around with a mask. Right. So I'm not just me helping other people. I help myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's where my therapy comes you, in. You know, the only thing I'm going to talk about this is, like, financially, how are you guys doing right now? Financially, we, we're much better than it was five years ago. Five years ago, we was in the shelter. Right. So um, what's, what's changed? What's changed? Um, me, I guess, you know, um, just financially, um, um, thinking financially better with my money. Um but um, making better choices. My my, I had money and I made bad choices back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, we all have. Yeah. So and, it's and just, you guys have this lawsuit. I know you, you can't. Yeah, really, we got the lawsuit. How's it, it, how's it looking? It, it, to clear the record, I've never sued anybody before right. in my life because people think it's my second or third lawsuit. Right. I've never sued anyone, and um, the law the the case was not nobody was thrown out. So everybody's all the players are in it. And um, is in the middle of proceeding. Are you suing the big dogs? Are you suing the big labels like that? Well, on the paperwork, um, I don't want to say all, no that's names, the most but important. you can check the paperwork. Oh, yeah. that's all public information. But yeah, we're so loud was signed through Sony, and so you so Sony. No, so, Sony's not that's in the case. Sony's not. Sony's not in the case okay. as in because they're not. But we sued two other people. Okay, so their Sony eventually will get dragged in, and because right. it's all collective effort with all yeah, three, yeah. you know, everybody, you gotta, you all the players in. together. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at the stage where it's in the middle of the process. There's new information I'm just finding out myself and, and we're just, we're, I'm just, we're in the process to see you how know, it goes. Good luck with that. Thank you. Good luck with that. And I, I got to tell you, like, you know, reading your story is one thing, but, but hearing your story is, is, is another thing. It's amazing. And, mm. and, and, you know, you, you were the best, like what you hear, what I'm hearing is like, like you should win awards for the type. She's of a soldier, like a you purple heart. Yeah, I'm a soldier. So, I'm so, a, yeah. so, so, you know, usually like you hear lawsuits, and it's very easy to have a reaction, yeah, your nay. But I really wish that works out. Yeah, me too. The, the best for you. Yeah, you know, for pun, definitely. Now, 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 Chris is rapping. Yes. How do you feel about that? I I feel awesome. I was at the beginning. I was like, I remember when he was six years old. His dad died, and he came out left field and said, "I want to be a rapper." I was at like, six years old. At six years old. Right. Something that it was never talked about. Something Pun never sat with him and told him anything about rhyming. He just grew up around it. You know what I'm saying? And his dad died, and he said, "I want to be a rapper." I'm like, "Wait, wait, what?" And I don't know why he. To this, I really don't know. I'm thinking like he felt like he was the only man in the house, it was and for the he bitches, was stepping. No, he was stepping into those <laughs> like to step into that position, you know. And for me, I always put school, school like do good school. Right, right, right. He liked science. He liked math. So I'm like be a scholar, whatever. Well, she did graduate with high honors, which mm. I'm happy Congratulations. with. Congratulations. Um, oh, thank you, man. Yeah, so we, we, you know, he went to the rapid thing at six, so um, Ray ben, um, Benzino. Benzino hit me up so, to do a video um, a cameo with Shine Like Shine like My Son. He was doing a video. So we all went to present to represent for pun. Right. I told Bear, I said, yo, spit the verse for Benzino. And they said, he called me next week. We in the studio. They got a group. And Three down. that was yeah. going good. And then to, next to, thing you know. Yeah. I mean, to, cl to clarify, really, the when I said that, um, it was like, you know how a kid says, like, I want to be a fireman. Right. Because he saw a fireman. Right. Don't tell me and, you didn't but, really want to. You just said but, it to say it. No, but, like, it's one of those <laughs> things, like, now, obviously, that kid needs to grow up and become a fireman. Now, if that kid had the opportunity to be a fireman right then and there, 
He wouldn't do then, it. I know. Uh, I mean, he probably would, but then realize like, oh shit, I'm a fucking fireman. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it was really one of those experiences where I was like, yo, I want to be a rapper. And I just so happened to have all the, the, the things at my disposal to be it. And it kind of just like that whole career, because it was crazy. Uh, the whole three down experience, yeah. I, that was like, looking back, it's more insane to me because um, you guys we, were signed, we, right? we perfor- Yeah, we, perfor- we had, yeah, we had, had a one point something school. million dollar deal, like as a small child. And then I, we, we flew out to different places. We performed in front of coliseums of 20,000, 50,000 people. Ja and, and, yeah, like, and people like, knew you were puns kids? Y- yeah. yeah, and it was insane. And, and, and it's insane looking back, but like, I, back then, it was just something that was just kind of happening. Like I didn't acknowledge the depth or the meaning of right. it because you, know you grew up in it. Yeah, you didn't so, know. You didn't know that. They, they think that Eddie. Yeah, they they used to go to school and thought that everybody lived in hotels. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you know what I'm saying. So so <laughs> like so then um so, as soon as as soon as that crashed um I don't I don't know uh, when did that stop. I was probably eight nine. Uh yeah, he was after the crash at eight. Yeah, it it, it has stopped from there, and then he then yeah he then stopped just, from there. Yeah. Then he then I started on my own doing my own thing with him. But then it came to a point where he was in junior high school. Like you he mean wasn't you really were managing feeling, him? Or yeah, I was managing him. He wasn't really feeling I had to stress him. Yo, you got to write, you write. It came to a point like, listen, I got to stress you to write. This this was your dream. This is what you wanted. You didn't want to do it. It's okay. He to a nine-year-old. He had felt a lot of love out of hip-hop. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This is this is an avenue you have forever. Let's pull out. I'd rather you have it than fuck it up. Right. And that's what yeah. I did. Let him be a kid. So that's exactly what he did. He was big junior high school, high school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how how it's a gift and a curse, Rich. Yeah. It, it it is because it's like your pun son. Yeah. So you have all these outwards, but at the same time, people are so critical. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? it was it was more it was more something back then. It was more something I felt I I was supposed to do and needed right. to do, opposed to something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um. And um. As a kid, like you know, I've always been very, I don't want to say smart, but receptive. So I understood kind of what was going on to a degree. So I and I knew the money that we was getting off of that was the reason why we had a roof over our head right. just off of my career at, a, at being eight years old. So, and, and my father told me a lot while he was alive that like it, um, that I was the man if he wasn't around. So I, it, it gave me some sense of uh, fulfillment to know that I was helping my family, even at the age of eight to have mm-hmm. a roof over their head. You know, you, you, you talk about, you know, you've seen a lot of stuff, but I also heard you say that you at, a, at such a young age, your father taught you a lot. Yeah. What else did he teach you, man? Um, it, it was, it was, it was some real, this is Sparta shit. Like it was, um, yeah, like it, it was, it, he, he had a, he had a strict, no, no disrespect policy that he, he lawfully, uh, followed, uh, for himself. Right. So, um, he, had, mean, he had to accept it. It works for everybody. Else. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's been times where like, you know, I, I grew up, he, he made, he used to make me and my sisters fight. Um, you know, fight. yeah, box. yeah, yeah. Like box he used to make me gloves. Sister, yeah, with gloves. Uh, sometimes sometimes so it was my birthday one time, so he he let us use socks. Um, but, socks. Uh, yeah, put socks on our hands and made yeah. us fight each other. Um, on some Sparta shit. Sparta shit. Yeah. No, but one time I remember coming out of school and me and my friend used to play fight a lot, and um, it, like so he pushed me out the door, but it's it's all fun. I'm like, yeah, so I'm joking around. I get in the car. He was like. Who the fuck is that? I was like, oh, it's my friend, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you, you can't be letting him push you. Next time he push you, you got about, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I ended up um, fighting him the next day. You know, I didn't really want to, but right. I ended up fighting him. We went to the back, and I don't even think you know this, and we and we, and we fought, and, and I and I really hurt him. And um and after that, I was just like, this is wrong. I, I think as a you kid, knew like, it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. I used to tell mommy if I got big enough, I would kill him. Like for kill me. your father. Yeah, that's yeah. when I knew I had you know to leave. Because right. um, because yeah. I, I would see like we we saw we saw shit. You know what I'm saying? And and we and we and and we we been through stuff. And uh, I I handled it well. My sisters still, you know, my sisters are more uh scarred 
by it th- than I, but I, I try to just pick. Are the, they are they around abusive men? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, God, dude, it, I I wouldn't allow it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but um, you're a big dude, man. Um, yeah, and I fight. How and, how tall are you, man? Uh, six feet. I'm as tall. I'm as tall as my father. Oh, what do you mean you fight? Um, I I fight. He boxes. He boxes. Box, oh, you box. I box. MMA, so you're trained. Everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm you're yes. MMA. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm trained. I'm. I'm a weapon. You know so, what I'm saying? And yeah. I can protect my family. You know what I'm saying? So, but what, what made you go into that? I, um, you know, it's ironic. Uh, we he, he forced us into it as children, but um, I, you know, it, it was a, it was an outlet, really, and um, I really want to do it. Like I got, um, I, he taught us how to fight when we was kids, and 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 uh, I used that to defend. You know my sisters with with you know their boyfriends or or you know you had to kick some ass. Uh, he, um, it, it, it happened. Um, but um, you break, did you ever break a motherfucker's shoulder? Uh, yo, you know what? Um, that this is this, that, that recreationally, not 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 um not a uh, because you know like fight. you know like coals and and yeah. how to make yeah. shit but, um, and but separate. It, yeah, but it was but it was after um I had gotten jumped um uh my my senior year in high school uh for for defending uh. Um, a kid. A kid uh, he was getting. Yeah. He was about to get robbed by uh, uh, twelve other kids. But he was. He was. One he, kid was getting robbed 12, by twelve. Uh, but he, he, he was, was about. He was about twelve, thirteen years old. These kids were my age. They were right. like seventeen. Right. So I stopped them, and then um, after I got off the bus, they were still approaching them. So like I ran after the bus to save this kid, and then one of them jumped out the window, and then I had to fight seventeen. Like um, I had to fight twelve of these niggas, and 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 it was just like thank God I knew how to defend myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I only left with a busted lip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they I threw went, him that, on the car and everything. Hit by a car, all that. And yeah. I went to school. Next Wait, who day got hit by a car? He I did. got hit they by a car. Yo, what the and, fuck and, is going on? And for defending, what is this coming out? For for defending, it was. It, I, I say twelve because um there was about and it was some females the, too. No, there, there were there was twelve dudes actually hitting me. About five of them that was interchangeably coming in now. So it was like seventeen kids, and then it was about five girls. And I was I was with my girl at the time. Uh, there too. So it, it was a crazy situation. And after that, went to school the next day, pressed the shit out of them, et cetera. But like we, we squashed it. But it was one of those situations where after that too, I knew I was like, yo, I, I like I, I, I survived because I was able to defend myself. Right. But if I was able to defend myself more, I could have, I, I, I would have emerged from that victorious. You right. know what I'm saying? And 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 from so that, in, in, in your I mind, you took that as an L. No, no. You know what? It's ironic because it was uh, everything that happened to me prior to that. Seeing what he did to my mom. And what happened to us and being homeless in the shelters, my innocence was still there. My innocence was still intact. And innocence in the sense of I still believed in good in the world. You know what I'm saying? But after I got jumped by by 17 niggas for, for saving a 12-year-old in front of a Jesus mural on Throg's neck, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that that fucked my head up. You know what I'm saying? After that, I was just like that. That changed me as a as a as a yeah, person. He, well, he, he I, no, it really fucked my head up. So like, and wow. after that, and um. Yo, like I, I was, I, I was like, yo, this really. I, I got a little more cynical, and I don't want to say cynical. I got a little more realistic, you know what I'm saying? And 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 seeing that, and and I, and I realized because you can't save everybody. The, the the I got realistic in the sense that even if you do the right thing, bad things can still happen. Right, and, and, I, right. and I still consider myself blessed because for the fact that there were 17 people and not one of them pulled out a weapon. You, you know what I'm saying? Like lucky. you know what I'm saying? I consider myself yeah. very lucky for that. But that 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 made me realize in a sense that. Just because you do good doesn't mean good shit will happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. You have you are the you are the entire power of of everything that happens to you. All of your choices mm-hmm. will lead up to everything that happens to you. And after that, I was like, I'm never going to be in a position again where it's four, five, six, ten, twenty niggas. And I and and I and like I right now, if twenty dudes walked into this room and they ain't have guns and shit. I feel very confident that me and my mother are walking out of here unharmed. 
Yo, I'm, you know I'm, I'm just, I'm just you know, watching. Cause you know, you know what I'm, I'm not saying? fighting twenty niggas. <laughs> and no, you know what I'm saying. And 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 it made me fearless. And it made me. I do not fear death. I do not feel not. And you got and, a temper. Um, I keep it very, very under we control. We all do. I no, but you very, got a temper. Uh, no. Um, I am, I am probably the nicest person you ever meet. That don't, I, I, that don't no, mean he anything. Got, he, 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 I, um, I got a. Te- I'm a nice guy. Yeah. But when I, I got a bad. He's temper. very good with it's, it. But you know what it is? It's, it's so. It's so rare that someone could push me to that point. Like I'm so have under so much raps that you have to like, you have to really be like, I want, like I want, yeah, like you, someone has to walk into Look this room. How big his fucking hands are? Someone has to walk into this room, spit in my mom's face, and slap me for mm. like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, it, it has, it has to be like that right. serious for me to really super, cause, cause, super disrespect because I, cause I'm really afraid because uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I am my father's son, and right. I don't want to become that. And I think a lot of therapy. Me, I think a lot of Derby. um no I'm I'm I, I yo I'm I'm good you okay. know what I'm saying like no like, Wait, what um, do you mean you're good Tell I'm good um I'm good in the I, sense that I understand like right. I said I'm receptive there's there's not there's not one but there's still training with that comes with understanding too um yeah and and I and I practice that and and I learn myself because it's really one of those things like it it would um it would severely annoy me to go to someone tell them my life story and then them repeat to me the same thing I tell yeah. myself every day yeah, yeah but you know it what would it's, su- it's, it would it's, severely it's not on, it's not on, I understand what you're saying and we go over this a lot at the times like, yeah you know, we had Kevin we're, we're pro therapy here no, yeah no, 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 no I, I'm, I, I'm, I know what you're I, saying. And I, I really, I really do believe lot, that. Gotta, some, I really do believe that some people do need it. Right. And then and, with and, us, we have a, like and, we got a line, a good line yeah, communication with yeah, families. We, so we talk. Yeah, we have a lot of community, so. and, and there's a, and there's a, there's a good support system. But it's also like I, I've made it this far, and I, and I, and um, you know, what I'm saying if it's no disrespect to you, and and twenty one. Yeah, I'm twenty one, okay. and and if it's no disrespect to you, um, my mother, she never gets disrespected when I say this, but in a, in a large way, I raised myself. You know what I'm saying, and 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 in that aspect, it's um. I came a long way by myself. I learned myself, and 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 I'm saying it humbly, of course. I was, I, I know, I had a roof over my head because whether I was house hopping or my mom did this or the shelter. Like I, I understand what everyone else has done for me, but at the same time, it's like if I can't figure it out myself, then you know what I'm saying. And, and that's that was my mindset growing up. And then I realized I'm like I do need other people's help. And every time I, I went to receive, you always need other people's exactly. help. exactly. And 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 for and for selective I'm things, like I, I'm 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 very I'm very. If I if I can't do it, my, uh, I need to do it myself yeah. at first, yeah. at least yeah. first. At least and, try. And then, and, then, and then once I know I can do it myself, I need to know I can do it myself right. before I can let someone else help right. me. Right. But then there's certain things. It's just like I'm 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 good. Like I I'm, I'm probably the most positive person in the family. Um mm-hmm. and and I um I help my mom a lot through. Uh, yes, I like to see that a lot of her, I, he's a lot of my therapy because when yeah, I have like, issues or problems, yeah, I rather go when, to him when it other comes than to the girls because then I've had him, I know he's straight up. I've had our I've had um hour long conversation cry sessions all the stuff I, I've suggested books everything I read a lot my sisters too what like books, I'm, I'm what books you read um um I've I've i suggested I don't know if you read it yet the Alchemist yeah I know we come on I just gave my son that yeah, I that, got that, yeah. Uh, ex- excellent book if anyone's listening mm-hmm. they should read the Alchemist Discovery I I read this book called the Disappearance of the Universe yeah. mm-hmm. um it's it's a it's it's a it's a deep kind of thing but and I'm not saying that people need to believe what it says but to the capacity that it says that positivity is 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 really key and 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 uh, and the power to influence the universe around you with your thoughts right like, you know, stuff like that you know what i'm saying but yeah i help um my sisters everyone so i mean it's it's been a I, I try to really maintain that uh position of 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 being the man to support and you come across that way i tell you i don't know you but you just you come across that way what one thing that i like is as we sat here and had this show when your mom was talking about loving herself again. Like, you know, you were rubbing on her, like her, like her neck or you know her shoulder. Like really, like you know, I love you, mom. Like that's that, that's what the, 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 it, the, the concept I got was like that. 
you know, that you really care, you know, and I see that, you know. She um she she's really like she's really the most amazing like person to me, like to see everything that she went through and to still be alive and to take care of three kids like like she like she knows this and she knows like she's she's the most amazing person in the universe to me. And and for me to acknowledge that and see that and to see her, you know, um in the past, like, you know, not acknowledge that herself and, and destroy herself and, and not realize her self worth, you know what I'm saying? And and um I really had to force that perspective into her and let her see herself through my eyes. And through that, like every time she's being positive and reinforcing yeah. herself, I let her know, like, yo Ma, like Keep doing this. Yeah, so, this is this is your best you, Chris. Yo, How's this rap world treating you, man? Yo, the the hip hop hip hop is it, you know it's cool. I mean, it, it's it's really one. It's a it's a it's an experience. It's um, I realized uh, doing it. Um, if anyone else wants to be a rapper, not saying this cynically and not pushing you out, just understand that ninety five percent of this shit is not actually the music. Like this, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the everything music, else. It's, it's everything else. Like I'm I'm not me, me actually. And then the in that five percent where you actually are making music and you actually are performing. Now the music that you make, uh, assuming that that you're the rare artist that the music you want to make and the music that you love to make is the music that people love to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm not that artist. To the capacity I am, but I still have to bend and really think about what would appeal to certain. Or- so a lot of you know the musical stuff is tactical. You know what I'm saying? Like with certain things. So like people got to acknowledge that within that five percent of shit that you actually do love, you're probably gonna like one percent of that five percent. So, but that one percent is so glorious. You get what I'm saying? Like it's so amazing that it outshines that ninety nine percent of bullshit that you have to deal with in this. And and it's been such a slow but steady progression and i don't care if i don't care I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pop overnight i'm not i'm not i'm not that artist and i haven't been but um as long as i'm moving forward i'm okay whether it's at a snail's pace or a rocket ship like but it's been progressing you know at what this saying? point like, has any la- have any labels reached out um, it's a small scale um you know what i'm saying it's one of those things that like uh they're gonna they're gonna lowball me because i'm still in the in the Though I'm getting the the buzz and the publicity now, and things are really the, the snowballing now, I'm still in the fetal stages of my explosive. I'd rather him stay independent anyway. Yeah, the way the I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm in the fetal like, I'm in the fetal stages of my. It's best my, to be direct. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, and you know, and you yeah, know, yeah. So. I'm in the fetal stages of my career, so you know, as and a tactical he's selling move, his publishing. He's yeah, no, no, keep that publishing. Yeah, yeah. As as a as a tactical move, they're gonna always lowball you, especially when they're gonna try to grab you when you're when you're young and fresh, where they can manipulate and blah blah, and then it's like you know you know suck. Suck my big toe, nigga. Like, you know you what I'm saying? Know. Like, yeah, yeah like, because it's, it's really, like, I know my worth. You know what I'm saying? I preach that. I know your worth. And I know how much I'm worth and I know how much I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to just keep going and see how far we could get. And I, I know it's going to be far. Then if they want to, we're not crazy, too. They want to come back and, and say something respectful once they acknowledge, like, okay, this kid is this kid. Let's give him that. Then sure. But, like, it's really one of those things, like, we, we push and we moving and it's been, it's been a, quite a ride and it's been righteous. And I, and I work and I hone my craft. So Listen. Like, I, I got your tape right here. The 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 one. What's the Wonderland of mi- Misery? What is, um, that, that sounds I, really deep, man. My eyesight's pretty good. The that, that's the first misery. one, right? Yes. That's the that that was so freaking raw. Like right. my 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 uh, my sister can't listen to that without crying. Like that's me just that's um that's me with no on. with no experience in the music with no with no outside influence. That's me as a as a depressed um child or, or or like a kid all my experiences is on that first wonderland of misery tape and i thought wonderland of misery was such a great title uh because um 
I, I believe life is all based on perspective. Life could either be a wonderland or it could be miserable, both in the same situation, depending on your That's perspective and how you view it. That's real life. Because there's, there's been days, bro, where, where I've been clinically depressed, manically depressed, and nothing would change, and then I'm very happy and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So the outside world really has nothing no... Nothing to do. Nothing to do it's with how inside. you feel. It's, it's all, all inside. inside. So mm -hmm. it's all perspective. So it's wonderland and misery, and that's been my whole life. It's been a duality. It's been the, it's been those choices and those decisions. So me, me coming out with this tape, even my name changed, the, the baby pun to Chris Chris uh, Chris Rivers, it's like, I wanted, when I was thinking, I'm like, I don't want to be baby pun, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to grow out of my father's shadow and plus just the and complex. That's a tough job yeah, the, yeah it's a tough It's a tough job, but also the complex that I had of, of trying not to be him, whether it be internally or even through my career or just my choices in mm -hmm. life. So, like, I was like, but I want to give the people me. I never want to sell myself out. So I'm like, what's more my name than my name? And people, and for the record, people think I've really literally changed my name from Reels to Rivers. It's not. It's just, it's just a play of words because reels means rivers in spanish right, that's right, it right. you know what i'm saying so chris rivers and, and this tape is just um it, it's raw you know what i'm saying you're not you're, you're gonna see a lot of progression uh in in the artistry and the technical aspects and the production and the mixing and the and the flow and stuff like that and my newest stuff obviously but the first tape is so raw what what can i play on here for, for, for the listeners um, here? that's what, yo you know it's fun I, I haven't listened I to that the last one. so long i what, love the last one Shit, I'm, I'm my, me? yeah my mom it's loves me. on me you know what i'm saying that, I love that's, those, that, that i love that that's CD, that's more of my poetic uh, the last one is yeah like, that's more of my poetic so let's, 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 let's get into this okay this is, this is I'm me who did the production this one um, I found from um, uh, actually this is early on in the stages so people weren't really reaching out now we get beats out the wazoo right. this one uh, really was uh, I'm searching on the internet on YouTube just for stub and someone um took a beat this is a was this Coldplay this this was no this this was some it was one of the bands and someone made a or it, it was somebody's song it was a sample and somebody took it and kind of revamped it on YouTube and I hit the dude on a on a message oh, so on YouTube so, so, so. and I was like yo bro like I, I'm making a tape I'm such and such blah blah if you don't mind can I use this I'll give you your credit and he was like yo just put my name on it blah blah and and and, and this one just came and this out is, this is me yeah Remember the last time I had an emotion Rivers running deeper, see my heart's in an ocean Drowning in some fears, waiting for sadness to soak in But I'm numb to all the pain, trapped in perpetual motion Kinetic energy was leads to devotion But see, I got these memories that's keeping me frozen Compensating with all these oils and lotions To really pick up pens but find a use in a Trojan Trapped in the cauldron and I'm sipping on potions Really hoping it's poison so my death could be potent Can't stand the flashing lights and all the smiling and posing I'ma keep a real or die the same dirt that I rose in but first Phoenix burn for ashes and smoking This kid possesses qualities and stars is exploding But never found this light, you see the darkness is chosen But he's here to guide you out, you hear the dragon has spoken In third person, but his message is worse Since he's a pessimist, porn star, and optimist virgin He's a pile of leaves that just got caught in the world Where he's a suicidal coward who's just hoping the world ends A worthless piece of shit, at least supporting the girlfriends He always gave us all and never cheated or hurt them A homeless fat, uncle broke kid in a urchin and he never found God, don't pray to every version. I'm just hoping you motherfuckers can feel me. See, see, it's like it's your father's talent, right? But you're on a whole different. Spectrum. Talking about kinetic energy. And, uh, yeah, and and, and 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 um, that that first tape was so um, that that was like my like 
just just emotional that whole tape was just an emotional release right. and, and and um after that it was just really one of those things like now um my channel you know it's more refined i know how to you know i, I i'm my, a lot of my demons have been vanquished so i'm not as uh depressing as some people want to say it um and um but yeah like my my father I, I think um writing and and the way that we write and uh, I think it's a large based on largely based on how you see the world you know what I'm saying and how you take something in because you, uh, you there's many ways to see one situation and and I think a, a artist is able to dissect that situation from every perspective and then also see it from a bird's eye view you know what I'm saying so I think my father had that and genetically though he he probably didn't pass down certain things but the way he saw things and the way that my mom describes him as an individual and like certain like his good traits at least in the way certain people describe his mannerisms. Like, I know he passed down certain things, at least the way I see stuff. And he's a, that really, he's a lot that really like helps me write. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That. Let me ask you something, man. If you had a chance to say something to your father today, what would you say to him? Um, it, it, it wouldn't be one uh, single thing. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, the typical growing up without your father story. Um, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be that he passed, in my, like in my situation, or or the other cliche deadbeat dad that he just ain't around. Like, right. there's a lot of confusion uh, growing up in questions that you have. I, I think I'm I'm at a point where I don't have any more of those questions. I, I would like to, at this point, it's more so I would like to get to know him mm. um, at a, in a deeper capacity uh, because uh, passing at the age of six, um, I was six years old when he passed. And even uh, prior to that, he was so busy with his career. Mo most of what I got was, uh, like my mom said, instructions or lessons. Or or, uh, or or scars or, or just things to, I guess, harden me for life without him or what's to come. But right now, it's more so like I would love to get to know him in a way that like my, my older cousin, he talks about he's his best friend and shares all these like to see to see me in him. I think that'll give me a lot of clarity and right. and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be more like, yo, I just want to I just want to hang out with you. Right. Maybe yeah. write a song. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? I heard, like, he, was, I heard so, he was a hilarious yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. prankster. So, Liza, what would you say to, 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 to Pun? I don't know. It's like, um, <clears throat> it's kind of weird. I'm like in the long the same lines with him. There's nothing really, I think I've I've dealt with all my situations. Like forgiving him. I don't have no animosity towards him, no anger. So, you know, I speak to him on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, so, you know, he comes to my dreams. So it's not something where, you know... I would just love to see him. If I could have that moment to see him and hug him, that would be great. It's more than words. You know it's saying? more than yeah, words. But words don't cut it. Yeah. You have any kids? Hell no. no. Thank God, no. <laughs> He's but only I'm 21. Not, yeah. well, hey, that oh, doesn't no, mean yeah. you know, My daughter I learned the, um, I'm very, uh, pull, this may sound messed pull up. Out, pull out. Yeah, pull, pull out. out method is on 7,000. But, um, but the, but I'm 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 great though though it may sound messed up I'm very grateful for the for all the messed up shit that's happened to us because it, it it put my mind right and and I know like I don't I, I want to be very prepared for everything I over prepare musically people hear my music like I, I very like I hone into my skill I try to be over prepared in life like I don't want to get put in any situation where I feel like the situation is controlling me control so right now a, a child would control me because yeah. also I want I want to be the best. there like I want to be the best husband and the best father very you know good. what I'm saying like yes. and and that's what my life had made me like i want to i want to overshadow and overcompensate i guess but it's really one of those things where like i want to be around for my kid like if i'm still working on my career to put money on the table i i know the difference between someone financially providing for you and someone actually being there the way my mother raised uh, my, my mother probably didn't have a dollar to her name but she'll give us a skin off her back mm. and that meant more to me than if she had a 
uh, a Gucci shirt to right. fucking give me. You that's know what I'm saying? What, like that's what we call over here presence over presence. Exactly. That and that's and that's awesome. And and I and I really feel like if I'm really focusing on my career, I'm just gonna be Santa. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. I'm focused on my career and I, and I have a kid right now, I'm just gonna be Santa Claus. The reason why I say that for is because I I would love for you to see to break those chains of ha- what happened and you know yeah. not not let it be the same. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah. You know because people go through turmoil with you know not having a dad there and and the situations that they've been through and then it sometimes unfortunately gets passed on when they have. Yeah, kids. it was I'm, for me. It was I I spoke about after pump passed. That's why I spoke about the abuse because I wanted I had to speak about because it it's been that dirty little secret. You know what I'm saying? That nobody, my family, a lot of people didn't know. So and I people just, were mad that you brought that up. But that's, yeah, a lot of people was life, mad because, right. you know, they felt shit how can you, how or whatever. Can you, yeah, yeah, yeah but for me, it was like, for me, it was like I had to break that cycle Very good. for my kids because right. when he's telling me that he want to kill his dad and, and there was a time that after Pun passed away that he was smacking the girls left and right. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I remember that time when I grabbed you up and I never Yo, told oh, that. that. There's a lot you don't know. They used to they um to to def- not not to defend myself why they're not here, but they they would. I'm a, they, I know they were they, my they, they yeah, my because I'm they the youngest. Be bad, um, yeah. they they would um I would yeah, lose my temper every worse. now and then and like and fight and that was me fighting back. Like they would they would they would uh they would scar for my pops too and mm-hmm. they would like beat the shit out of me and then tell me like if I hit him back I'll be like him. Right. So a lot of times I'll be like I'll just oh, eat it man. and I'll just eat it and yeah. then every now and then I'll just be like See, I, did, I can't take this shit let them, let them and lash out and um and and um and actually I got my anger in check cuz one time um Vanessa, she slapped me in the back. I came out the shower and she uh-huh. hit me. She yeah, hit me in the back the with a with a plastic remote. You know that water yeah, 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 slap yeah, yeah, burn. Yeah, yeah. And I and I blacked out. Turned around. I punched a hole in the wall right where her face Damn. was. And she ducked. And at that point, I was like, Yo, I I I, I can't. Like no matter how angry I get, can't I can't, I can't, can't slip up. And since then, I have just been so chipper. And and like you said, like you said having so kids, chipper? yeah, so chipper. And 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 kid, like you said, having kids will break that uh thing. Like I'm, I, I think I compensate even in my relationships. Like I'm such like my my family, my sisters, my moms always joke around about it. Like like they gotta find a guy like me. Like I'm such a devoted, yeah, he's good like, person. His, his like, girl is like the luckiest woman. And, and and that and that's just how I try to be. And that's how I try to be my like in my music. I try to. Like share my experiences, share my life with people, and and let them know like it's it's nothing wrong with being real. It's nothing wrong with rubbing your mom's shoulder on camera, regardless of how many gangsters like you. What are you gonna press me in the street because I rub nah, my mom? Like you know mom. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I love my mom. And right, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I've 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 been depressed. I'm not afraid to and say you guys it. And been I, through a lot. And I've conquered it. I'm right. not afraid to say it. Yeah. And, and we came this far. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say it. We are very transparent people. Listen. You know what I'm saying? And and it, and it, and it shows. Listen, this this has been um. Amazing. This, this has been amazing, and and thanks for sharing that. And I and I know that our, our listeners are going to get a lot mm. out of this. So I really appreciate, you know, just sharing a lot of, of stuff. You know, um, keep us posted. Yeah, you know, like definitely. on 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 everything on the music. Yes. On 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 you know your My situation, new ventures. your new <laughs> ventures, and I really appreciate this. Thanks for stopping by. No, I appreciate you Thank you, you, you so much. Friends. It's been Thank awesome. You. Yo, Pete. No, listen. I didn't is, expect this. I didn't expect it either. I, I will say it's, it's definitely one for the books, an amazing episode, and also a sad episode mm. for me. It would have been, you know, just hearing a lot of these stories, you know, but I really admire both of y'all. And I want to say, you, know, you guys you know, are winners. Yeah, young we Chris. Decide, man. We good. Yeah, they're no, winners. No, I'm, yeah. sad, I'm sad they're to winners. hear some of the things that you yeah. had to go through. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, you know, with Chris and everything, you know, I wish you the best. And, and, and like you, I said, you know, I think you're going to be a great father and a great, you know, great provider. And with mom, you know, uh, let somebody love you for who you are because, you know, you're a great soldier. Yeah, you know, definitely. most definitely. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. She's got yeah. a gold soul. Yep. <laughs> yep. Internets, you know what it is. Dream those dreams and then man up, women up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. Chichi. No, man.
What up, Internets? That's right. It's your boy, A-King, and this is the Weekly Drop. And this Weekly Drop is sponsored to you by the big homie, Brian Summers. That's our master photographer. And he has a dope, dope, dope new podcast called We're Getting Better. Brian, what's good, man? What's good, King? Oh, man. Welcome to... Ha- well, you're always here, so I can't say... <laughs> but I'm glad that you enter in the podcast realm, you know what I mean? And you're sponsoring this segment of the Combat Jack Show, the Weekly Drop. You know what I mean? Get the fans, the listeners... You know what I mean? Some insight about the podcast and where they can get it and all that. Yeah, man. Well, you you know, you can check out the podcast um, on SoundCloud and iTunes, but the quickest way to find it is by going to briansummers.com. That's B-R-Y-O-N, summers.com, and just click on the podcast link. They can check it out. But long story short, We're Getting Better is just that. You know, it's a podcast for aspiring photographers to get mm. better. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there full of, you know, good information and shit like that you know but it's a bunch of older older guys you know people that are like already made it so i wanted to create Mm. a podcast for people that are like you know coming up you know just like me on the same boat and whatnot so it's kind of like a a real-time experience where they can hear and you know communicate and just create this progressive community just just trying to get better right so you're trying to you're showing these cats how to get their their canon they they nikon you know what I mean? They 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 photo game right. You yeah, know what I mean? They lens game. You know, it's not just going to you know your favorite uh, camera retailer and buying, putting your tax money on on the on the joint to get that camera. It's about the art of the of the photography world. Exactly, it's about the artists. About you know just to come up the experiences. You know, and it's not just the boring like lessons about like you know numbers and tech and all that shit. You know, yeah. I plan to have you know dope guests on the show that. We're in the same boat or, you know, are still in the same boat and whatnot. But, you know, it's like like you said, it's for people to, you know, progress and get better and, you know, just flourish. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Well, glad to, glad to have you. I'm glad you're entering the podcast game. Thank you for sponsoring the Weekly Drop. You know what I mean? Where yeah. can they find you at? They can check me out on briansummers.com, B-R-Y-O-N, summers.com, and just click the podcast link. Yeah. But, you know, you know, all, all of that's cool and all that stuff. But, King, you're like, what's the... Uh, What's the drop, man? Oh, man, we're going to get right into the proceedings. This weekly drop is the big homie, Meticulous. He got a new LP that's dropping July 14th. And the first joint off that, we're going to premiere right here. It's called Black Hoodie Rap, featuring Little Fame of MOP and Rod Digger. Jersey, Brooklyn, you know how we do, man. NYC, what up? On a beat, on a beat, come on, oh, 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 yeah, I'm one of the illest niggas to rap, one of the illest niggas to back out the Mac and let that bitch click, 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 clap. I eliminate the bullshit you're hearing. My flow is fly as them red tails. Turn up to see you hear me. I'm overproof with it. Got them all hype. Your buzz is about as strong as a smear off Ike, nigga. Let the haters hate. I'ma go. Ape as fuck. Don't mistake me for a rapper that ever gave a fuck. No. I'm a heavyweight. You niggas is featherweight as fuck. Run up. I'll beat you to a rock. We make warrior chants. Keep the warriors in. I'm in the hood. Posted up in my warrior's fence. Guns, we bring them out in the brook Opposite the T.I. song with Jigga on the hook Fuck the drive-by, we get out of the ride I shoot up your mama crib with everybody inside Motherfucker. That black hoodie rap, that black hoodie rap Brooklyn, New Jersey, you know we good at that Things get out of line, 
then we gon' put it back. Can we get a one time for the black hoodie rap? Sat in the whip when you bout to go clap shit. That boom back shit. Niggas in the trap shit. That open hand to the face get slapped shit. That one to the body yeah, black hoodie rap shit. You a fly by. Bricks, we be getting rah rah. We be getting them things. How Jay be getting ta ta. Make me get sapphire. Put a round dot beam on they mountaintop. Get Martin Luther King on they. Fuck you tryna be. I might get Duck Dynasty. Writing Mr. Hart. Fuck comedy. Dust particles right where the spine should be. One shot like I'm drinking responsibly. Sagittarius. Such brutal honesty. We keep it real. Smell me. My bars stay healthy. Y'all niggas be taking selfies. I'm Chelsea. Harsh with the grammar. Not Chelsea. Terminator. Cancel your shit. Rock the bells, B. It ain't nothing y'all fucks could tell me. Huh. I'm on some ASAP shit. I live forever, ho. Last of us, I am free to get technical. You ain't knowing by now, bitch. You better know. This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan, and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.